That's good cigarette break, guys. What happened? The board all screwed up? <laughs> he screwed up the other mic, too? No, Nick screwed up the mics when he was in here. Yeah. So now I know, he completely... <laughs> he ruined my my early newscast. Why don't we just pull the plug on this show <laughs> we right start now? over? <laughs> Look, Nick's mic's not on. Uh, yeah, I was playing engineer yesterday. Pretty sweet. Did a good job. All the levels were all off no, and everything. You know what? I had the thing set up perfectly. Oh, I come in here, we play the news sounder, and I, I go to start my news, and I hear nothing. And then I notice that the cord that plugs in my mic is dangling in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Somebody else must have screwed with it, because yesterday I, I tested it. I talked to the engineers, Rick and Charlie Brown, and they gave me the thumbs up to do some good engineering work, too. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, I guess they're probably not afraid for their jobs this morning. Why does everything sound so bizarre? I don't know. What Nick, did you what do did you here? here? That mic sounds all weird and everything's tinny. Is that mic hot over there? I don't know. Yeah, it should be. Well, it's, it's not. It's not. It's not. Or maybe Dark Side started touching me again, but I had everything set up perfectly. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was not on the air. <laughs> well, I'm I'm not the best engineer out there, but <laughs> you're the best we've got. <laughs> Stupido, <our> engineer. <laughs> oh man, good morning, everybody. We'll we'll get this straightened out. That's weird. This is bizarre. First time in two years that happened. Where were you guys? Where were we? We were outside, and then dark side. Oh, but of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we were where do you think we were? Yeah, but I have a time Darkside doesn't even smoke. I know. I don't know what he was doing out there. He was talking about his feet. <laughs> I told you to save your feet talk for the air. We're going to find out what happened to the doctor. None of you guys... Wait a minute. Is these clocks all wrong? Oh, who knows? My computer's not working right. Uh... See, I'm only as good as the equipment they give me. Yeah, but not one of you guys realized that the show was, was might have been on the air? No, I, I had in my head like, okay, we'll probably get right back in when the music bed starts. But Darkside came outside and threw me off because he came out after us. And he knows like the countdown. Minute. He's the guy running the board. He should know. Okay, all right. Were you showing them your new Hugh Hefner look? <laughs> Nick's wearing a... Is that satin? Well, I pick up all that laundry this afternoon. I have to wait till after 4 o'clock. So this is one of my... Like, Ladies, get him while he's hot. <laughs> Smoking this jacket. This weekend, fresh laundry. <laughs> I can't help that it almost goes down to my knees. But it certainly does almost go down to your knees. Hey, whose song is it today? Psycho. Psycho. Did he pick anything? No, no he, he never picked it. a song. What's going oh, on? Come on, people! <laughs> well, hey... <laughs> you know? He's just the producer, D. He can't be held responsible. Yeah. I can't be held responsible uh, for Lockwood, people's requests. Since you were here on time and your newscast got trashed, what song would you like to hear? Um, You're out, Psycho. You missed your chance. Shut his mic off. This is Song as Yvonne D. Snyder style. <laughs> Turn his mic off. Uh, well, I would say something about you, too, but we just heard from you, too. What do you think? Anything G, that you can do? No, I'm, 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 I'm at a loss. Um, I'm going to go with the cult Ooh, how about something. the police? Okay, go ahead. Good. That what serve them right. The you like police, Psycho? Yeah, but it's my choice. Why are you Not taking anymore. my choice? What did I do? Where were you? Where were you? 
I'm putting together your sports headlines. Well, good. Well, now you know how it feels. I'm doing Sagan's Avas, where you get out and you get like, you're out, no good, you lost. And you sit there going, best guess your choice. Is that all we've got? I'm going to go with um. I'm going to go with that one. Okay. My, it's only two minutes, so. My mother was Swiss German, you know. <laughs> I've got a little bit of the fatherland in me as well. Yeah. Hope you enjoy this. I'm sending this out to Psycho Dan. I don't got to put up with it during this part of the show. I know, my mic sounds all crappy. All right, we'll figure it out during this two-minute song. Let these guys scramble and try and fix it. It's Beth Choice, and she picked an oddity canary in a coal mine. Oh, God. Hey! Psycho! Hey. Psycho, it's your choice! Get back in here! Radio <laughs> <Dragon> 104. <laughs> Steve Snyder, Radio Radio 104. Well, I think that fits right in with the way this show started <laughs> off this morning. Just the right soundtrack. Hey, you told me to pick on the fly. <laughs> I certainly did. Yeah. I gave you a on? chance to jump in there. I know. No. Okay, that's the last negative comment I'm making about your choice. All right. For now. Um, good morning, everybody. I'm trying to get... See, like the, the music is so important. Well, everything. play something else, then. No, 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 not your song. Our opening song. It oh, I see. Like, the dark side bah, missed playing. It kind of gets you in the... Gro- you know, like, after a while, it becomes... That's called a neuroassociation, where it sort of sets you in a mindset that gets you ready to cruise into the show. Now I'm all out of sorts. And to make matters worse, I got on one of those socks that doesn't have any elastic in it and it's down around the middle of my foot. That's the worst. In my boot. Just one leg? Just one um. leg. Which I don't know which is worse, two or one. I mean, I have both. Did you hear that too? She just turned something down and it's pressed a button and it stopped. And we, got, we have problems that here. That was my studio. cough button because I was going to clear my throat. Okay, it's your mic that sounds like crap. It's making everything sound like crap. Yeah. So yeah, I'm really sorry, listeners, that you're having to deal with this. We're, we're, we, uh, but you hear what's going on. It's something going on with my microphone. My mic is hissing because when I turn off my mic. And this is the mic that, uh, that Nick it's gone. did a number on. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> what made you think you could come in here and operate some equipment? <laughs> Just because you're a CSB grad or whatever it is. At least you could no. plugged in my mic in the beginning. Yeah. I had good news stories, too. Carol O'Connor died. Lots of stuff I had to report. Carol, John Lee Hooker died. John Lee Hooker died. Listen, the thing had to be done. The engineers were doing wow, you other know what? Things. If you had any, like, masculinity and power, you would have actually come off like me just then. Listen. <laughs> the engineers were sorry. He almost pulled it off. <laughs> well, I had to get the McFoley's coming in today. I had to get the extra mic in there. He does say it like McDonald's, McFoley. Yes, McFoley is okay. He better show up. Too. Otherwise, I, I'll tell you why. Because I'm, the, we'll fix out fix these problems during the commercial break. Obviously, because I hope it's not going across the air the way it sounds in here. Um, McFoley better show up. Because I went all the way back to Long Island for a meeting with these builders yesterday. Mm-hmm. I tell you, I had a flooring issue a third time. They replaced the flooring in my first floor of my house, the entire first floor of my house, a third time. They screwed it up two times already. So we got some issues to straighten out, and I went all the way down to Long Island to meet with them, and they canceled the meeting. <clears throat> I could have stayed down there and broadcast. I said, Mick's coming in. So back I went, 
Well, I'm glad you showed up. I would have been the only one in here. <laughs> you went on the air. See <laughs> how alone she would have been. Is this thing on? Eight six zero six 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 forty four forty four. Call now. Finally, I barricade the door and I just start broadcasting. <laughs> what are you gonna do? You gonna switch to? Hold on a second. All right, I'm not gonna Go talk. Ahead. She can't talk, or I can't talk. She can't talk. All right, you don't talk for a second. They're trying to fix this thing because Nick came here, played engineer, and screwed everything up. Let's <laughs> talk now. Hello. Oh, we're oh back. is that better? Yes, I think you're. Dark side Dave switched one thing and it sounds perfect. There we go. We're all back to normal now. The man, Dark side Dave. Nick, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Ruining the whole program. <sighs> so I got the bad sock. I got the bad start. I had the the trip for nothing. Yesterday. Well, you don't know that yet. And then, and you know, it just keeps on getting worse. Why? Well, I mean. There are there are significant issues with me being up here. Last night I, I left. My son's prom was last night. And on a Thursday. Yeah. Then during the weekend I didn't get to, you know, do the parent thing and uh be there to see him and his girlfriend Patty off and take the pictures and ooh and ah and you know, that's stuff you, you wanna do in your lifetime, yeah. you know? I mean and I I missed it. What else is new? I missed tons of things. So, uh, but I was home for the uh, the annual singing of schools out, which is always <laughs> an exciting summer. moment. Yeah, yeah. We all get together, and uh, Cody showed up. He's the last person to be out, and all of us jump around and sing schools out, blasting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We didn't do this at my house. Oh, you got to. <laughs> you got to. I wish we had. Kids didn't know the song. Now they know the words and everything. It's awesome. <laughs> my, this dad, you just... my dad didn't have Alice Cooper records. Oh, come on, Pops. Loosen up. <laughs> no, you know, it's just like, and it brings me back. You get you get that sort of contact high off the kids because they are just like, <laughs> you know, it's like energy pouring on no sky. Like yay, yay! <laughs> and then you remember just what a great feeling. Come on, what, a, what do you remember, Dark Side? Yeah, I remember. But then that last day of summer, you're right back in that rut. Yeah, yeah. You go, what the hell was Alice talking about? <laughs> he said forever. I guess he didn't mean it. <laughs> you know, some of the Alice Cooper guys live in this state. Mm -hmm. Neil Smith, the drummer. Oh, really? The original band, Dennis Dunaway. Yeah. How do they feel about him taking the band's name? Not good. I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've actually had the opportunity to meet a lot of those guys and play with them and hang out with them. And it was one of those, on a list of big mistakes, <laughs> was whoever came with the idea of, hey, let's get the lead singer to change his name to the band's name. How great is that? What a great idea. What a great publicity gimmick. <laughs> yeah. And then he, he leaves the band. He goes, all right, I'm going solo. I'm <laughs> well, Alice Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Manson did the same thing, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, I was contemplating changing my name to Twisted Sister. Before. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been a whole different history. Oh, yeah. So we've got to find out. Darcy Dave went to have his feet inspected yesterday at the doctor. You had a foot inspection? Good old Doc B. Taking another one for the team. <laughs> oh, man. Because you said that it was getting pretty bad down there. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Oh, should we ask him now? Do we have time to talk about it now, Nick? Well, yeah. we could do... You know what? I'd rather just... You know, I got, we're still like sort of like... I'm a little all over the place. So if we take a commercial break 
and we can talk about his toes <laughs> and play the recap from yesterday's show as well when we come back. Does that sound okay? Yeah, that's cool. Okay. Oh, it's, uh, and the recap's entitled, You Stink. <laughs> what is this first thing? I think Shame of the City. Oh, 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 Shame of the City? Were, yeah, were you nervous it was about you? Yeah. <laughs> that was, no, I thought it was Dark Side again. <laughs> that was, yeah. I, I mean, the Shame of the City was good, but it was a little bit painful. Yeah. You know, like, I didn't know if that was like the best moment of the show yesterday because it was uncomfortable listening to you guys like talking to people with smell because they kind of like felt bad and stuff about it, you know? <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. Why did you feel bad? They felt bad. Yeah. Oh, they it, felt bad. That it was like they knew and couldn't do anything. Like the people. Yeah, you, nobody it, said I stink. They all said, "Yeah, well, I deal with like, it." Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you're in their voice. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like it's something that oh. they've been trying to work on, and because some people have chronic body odor. You guys don't have a problem telling me I stink. That's true. You don't that's, feel bad about that. That's different, but you don't. You don't stink on a regular and basis. And it's not like a chronic situation yeah. with you. Once in a while. You come in and it may be a smelly day. And you may not know. <laughs> we're just trying to help. Yeah, oh. I think these people were people that had an issue. Because there are people who just can't do anything about it. They just have chronic body odor. <laughs> and it, and it, it just affects their entire lives. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, they should be able to cover it up with a fine product that we were offering them. Fabergé. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's not like we're going up to people and, you know, saying you're retarded and, you know, fix yeah, this or that about you. <laughs> no, it's not like we're taking a shot. Week, shame in the city? <laughs> I mean, it's no worse than like... Hey, I noticed you're mentally handicapped. <laughs> I think being big, fat, and overweight <laughs> is me, a lot sir? worse than smelling. <laughs> You know? Well, I guess that's well, your opinion. Well, obviously, and uh, uh, we'll uh, we'll enjoy some of your work, <laughs> I guess, when we return. <laughs> um, maybe we should talk about the feet after it, so we can lift the show back up again. <laughs> 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 All right, taking a break. Coming back. Dark Side's feet and shame of the city recap. When we return with more D Snyder Radio, it's Radio One Hundred Four. Okay, thank you. Radio 104. Okay, everything's settling down. We're back, getting back in the groove. It's going to be a regular show. I can't stand all that, that kind of stuff like, it's going to be one of those days. I never say that. That's just like... It's defeatist. It's defeatist. And it's, 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 you know, it's jinxing the day. It's, it's self-fulfilling prophecy anyway, because you start mm -hmm. to believe that the day is going to suck. And then, well, what do you know? It did suck. <laughs> Not me, man. Not me. Not lead me down that path, Montino. It's going to be a great day. It's Friday. It's Friday. The guests coming in. I'm going home. Yeah. Rocky Horror Picture Show. All right. Uh, anyways, let's see. Anything I need to tell you about on Monday? Nope. Just tune in. It's going to be a big show. Okay. <laughs> and late, actually, um, Nick is uh, selling everything in his apartment. Uh, he's having a tag sale next Tuesday. 
And yeah. and to that end, you have photographed the items in your apartment for sale? Yeah, Sean and I went there yesterday afternoon. Are uh, you sick? You sound like you have a cold. I don't think so. I think I've... Uh, I, I don't think I'm getting... Some, be a reason for why this sucks. <laughs> no, <over>. I think... <laughs> Something happened yesterday. I'm not getting proper oxygen to my brain because <laughs> it's been happening for my, a while. My, yeah, really? No, my head the past two days has been killing me. I don't know what's going on. I know, I'm not like stuffed up, but I definitely feel like I need more air in my brain. Yeah, try not <laughs> sucking your air through a charcoal filter. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't I don't know what's happening with that. I can't get enough air. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yesterday, Sean and I went over. We took a look at the items and took about we we photographed about half of the items that are going to be part of this liquidation. Oh, so it's more so. than what they'll see online. Yeah, but we do have a, a variety of items that you'll see online that are going up for bid. Where um, and when can they view these items? Uh, they'll be able to view them this afternoon. We're putting the captions under the pictures this morning. I'm going to describe what each piece of merchandise is a little bit for the people. And uh, you'll be able to check it out all weekend long. And then <laughs> Tuesday afternoon, I'm getting a keg and we're going to have a big party at my apartment. I'll be announcing my address over the air and everything. Okay. And what's the website? Oh, it's Radio104.com. Yeah, oh, we, we right. couldn't get NickOnline.com, and it, it wasn't enough time to get a, uh, a website, an official Server web address. And everything, yeah. yeah. So, uh, it does sound all congested. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I mean, how do you notice? But <laughs> you sound worse than usual. <laughs> Great, thank What was you. the most disgusting item that you saw? Uh, anything, <laughs> anything revulse you? Uh, yeah. The, uh, his backup to Strangeland, he... Uh, costume or strange jam oh, costume. Uh, yeah, you've been talking about that for days. Yeah, it's called. It's officially called the Jigglypuff. <laughs> oh, you got a Jigglypuff <laughs> outfit. Yeah. Do you know and what you that kept is? It? Jigglypuff is one of the Pokemon. Oh. There's a gazillion of them. Jigglypuff is. <laughs> Very effeminate. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, and he uh, he modeled it, and that'll be no, one. no. He didn't put he yeah. put it on. Yeah, of course I did. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's gonna be up there today. You can view Nick's most unmentionable Nick's unmentionables. <laughs> Leslie's gonna be pissed. He didn't model her bra or uh, dress or anything. Did no, you? but we put her dress up on a hanger, took a picture of that. <laughs> yeah, because she was so crazy about you before today. We took a shot of uh, a jewelry box that I bought her <laughs> with her jewelry in it. That'll be up for sale as well. Alright. Also let's go. Big pile of change. Yeah, selling that. Selling the change. <laughs> well, there's some like brickyard drink tickets in there and everything. So you know, we should have one of those contests where people try to guess how much change is in the jar and closest to the pin wins. You can make some extra money that way. I think I'm just gonna sell it for like thirty bucks. <laughs> right. We got a lot to do because I want to find out about Darkside's feet and I want to play the recap. So why not enjoy? This is from Shame of the City yesterday. Yeah, a little bit of it, yeah. A little bit of it. It says 12 minutes. Well, that's because Darkside doesn't take the time to edit stuff properly. Okay. <laughs> Separate discussion. We'll talk about that while you listen to this. This is D-Sider Radio. It's Radio 104. Nick, you and Sean have been very closed-mouthed. You haven't told it. We had no idea. See, usually we make suggestions as to what they should do. At least I was not in on the planning of this one. And you just sort of took off one day, very early as a matter of fact. I remember it was unusually early. You said, listen, can we not have our meeting after the show? We got to go. 
Do you yeah. want to set this up? Yeah. Uh, well, the weather's getting warmer. Lots of perspiration out there. Aww. So, uh, Sean and I were a little worried about people's smell. You know, we we're, were policing <laughs> the smell of people in Hartford, and we uh -huh. brought along a little uh, brute. I fabricate with us to kind of remedy the problem as a, you know, just something that we could do at that moment, you know, and made some wow. suggestions about how some people could clean themselves up. So B.O. is the shame of the city. Yeah. yeah body. Where did you go for this? Um, we went right in downtown Hartford. Lovely downtown B.O. capital Hartford. of Connecticut. Yeah, it was a sunny day uh, a few days ago. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's see what happened when Nick and Sean hit the streets. Yes, sir. We've been sent from uh, Fabergé in Hartford. We're doing a uh, secret <laughs> project. No longer does he work for Governor John Jay. <laughs> now he works for Fabergé. <laughs> similar. It's similar. Buddy, yeah. on uh, people's smell. Obviously, you're here in Hartford working, and you're part of the populace. I guess so. You guess so. Do you use deodorant after you shower? Nope. Why? I don't need it. Once I shower, I don't need deodorant. Really? You need deodorant before I shower. I beg to differ, sir. You would? <laughs> sir, sometimes you can't see the forest through the trees, though. Well, I've been doing it for all of my life. Oh, now we yeah. can't smell. <laughs> Did he smell? Yeah, he has a rank about him. Is he, yeah, so yeah. he's lying to himself that he doesn't need deodorant? Uh, yeah. Yeah. How did you pick this victim? God, how could you tell he didn't use deodorant from looking at him? Well, you know, we were hanging around. What we did instead of walking around and moving around like we normally do, we staked out people who we thought might smell a little bit and followed them around for a little while. What was your first, you know, like what would be your first clue um, that they might smell? Like usually a look. Look? Yeah, look about him, yeah. Like, that guy probably stinks. Like, if we saw Dark Side, we would go up to him immediately, you know? Okay, good example, good example. Okay, all right. Oh, <laughs> I don't see any reason why I need the deodorant. Uh, it's offensive, sir, to a lot of the people that we've been commissioned with. It would by. be when I get through playing tennis. I imagine the odor would be offensive. But in the normal course of the day... It's the olfactory senses, sir. You're right. See, they're coming down on, on us hard. The pressure is on us now, and we got to put the pressure on you. Well, you're not putting any pressure on me. I'm just telling you how I feel. Yeah, but it can't happen. That's what we're trying to tell you. You know, we, we got to let... You may have something there, but I still am not going to change. I'm your best friend right now, I'm sir. I'm looking out for you. I'm the wrong customer for you. Uh, well, we have a product here. Last week, he was somebody's <laughs> worst enemy. Now he's their best friend. We're just looking out for him. I'm your best friend right now, sir. <laughs> so, it's Brute. It's, it's Fabergé, sir. So what does Fabergé have that the others don't have? It's a fine product, sir. Tradition and excellence and um, the way you smell. Yeah, so do the Fabergé people tell us. But, sir, I mean, we've noticed that your smell is offensive and we need you to splash some of the sun for us today. This is part of our commission. Sir, splash that on, please, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Don't tape it. <laughs> what, what, did he smell it? He or didn't care did he, for it. No, he put a little bit on and <laughs> said, ugh. And then he said not to tape them anymore. <laughs> he doesn't care for brute products? No.
Mm. Okay, well, Brut's a fine product. Should have brought some high karate out Mm. there. Yeah, where did you get a bottle of Brut? They still make that? Oh, yeah. I I didn't know that either. Sean? Oh, of course. (laughs) No, Sean said, oh, yeah, they still smell, uh, sell Brut. We went to a pharmacy and picked some up. (laughs) See my girlfriend's uh, father. He's still got it. It's great, too, because it's like a dollar for like a gallon of Brut. You can bathe in it. Like Limoges boxes, Fabergé eggs. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so that guy wasn't insane, by the way. Okay. <laughs> in, uh, in Tsarist Russia, the Tsar had Fabergé make these eggs. There's only about 15 of them in existence. They're priceless. Never heard of the Fabergé eggs? You've never heard of the Fabergé in the markets, <laughs> the most exclusive, best, widely used cologne in the world? I do, but they're known for their eggs. But anyhow, go ahead. Yes, I do. You guys work for Fabergé? Or yeah, we're out here. On, we're doing market testing. Uh, we've noticed that um, as we're walking by and as we're talking to you that this, you might have a serious problem here. And we're just out to... What kind of problem? Your rank, sir. My what? Your rank. My rank? My body odor? Yes. That's correct, sir. Okay. Hey, my heavens. Now you're hitting below the belt. I've tried everything, probably a lot of your competitors, but uh, oh. tell you what. This <laughs> is so sad, Nick. <laughs> he has a problem. <laughs> he's, he's tried everything. He stank. Well, yeah. he can't help it. He's not like that other guy. He hey. uses children. Hey, this is a problem that's going on, so we're oh, just trying to fix it. I feel it. bad for this guy. <laughs> Send a couple of free samples of Fabergé my way, and uh, we'll go from there. What do you think? So we have some for you now that we need you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is Brut, though. Does Fabergé make it Brut? Brut is Fabergé, sir. <laughs> good stuff, sir. I guess it is. This is a free sample? Uh, no. Splash a little on, uh, sir. A something else. Hey, I mean, that's that bottle is going for five seventy-five right now. <laughs> I'll catch you all later, man. <laughs> yes, sir? He was a good sport. How are you doing? Yeah, he was a very no good kidding. sport. <laughs> <laughs> very good sport. Was, now, was he a uh, what type of uh, blue collar, white collar? No, he looked like a average guy, mid thirties, had a checkered shirt on, <laughs> red hair, mustache. So, Looks and what you're telling him cut. is that you, as workers for Fabergé, can't afford to give up more than a splash. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Have a little, send a couple of samples my way. <laughs> this is all we got, sir. <laughs> Good. How are you today? I'm pretty fine, thanks. What's up? Yes. Uh, well, things aren't fine all the way around for you right now. Um, we're from Fabergé. We're doing. Uh, we've been doing field tests. Uh-huh. And I, I think you know what the problem is. No, I don't. Uh, to put it bluntly, sir, it's a pungent stench. What is? Smell this coming from your armpits. Well, I'm sorry about that. Can't help it, sir. But it is. Oh my God! I tell you what, Sean, you're really coming coming to your own here in this character. You're so cruel. <laughs> and you, I mean, you're doing it with the whole scumbag Enfield look going on. Yeah. No lab coat. No lab coat. We're actually trying. I mean, how how come nobody responds 
coming from you, am I going to take this seriously? No offense. <laughs> Beth, I'm you know, very serious. <laughs> he's about very that. professional out there. Sean's been no, known to carry a little something something on really hot days himself. <laughs> yeah, <but I've> <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Beth. I've fixed that. <laughs> might want to look into Fabergé yourself, Sean. Oh, yeah, you may want more, more than a splash, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you too, Nick. <laughs> Offending the city of Hartford right now. Well, they'll get over it. Sir, I don't know if they will. I'll have to live with it. Get over it. We're here to help you, though, sir. Well, this is... I'm going to have to decline your help. I'm going to... We brought some Fabergé splash on lotion. I don't use sir, it's, that. it's Fabergé, sir. I understand, but I don't use it. It's good stuff, sir. It's probably, it could be the greatest stuff in the world. I don't use it. It is the only... This guy actually reeking? Yeah, he stank. He really smelled bad. Now, how do you spot them? I mean, are they sweaty well, or something? we're out there for a few hours. It was a long project process to find people who actually, you know, carried body odor that we could tell. But, you know, You guys smelled. must have stunk by the end of that project. Yeah, we were pretty smelly, <laughs> Because it too. was about 90 and humid. Yeah, yeah. It was a pretty rough day. All right. Products, though. We just need you to splash some on temporarily for now to no, cover no, up for no, a little while. I don't use it. No, no, Sir, no. I can smell it from here. Sir. But I live with it. Can you smell yourself? Once in a while. No. Are you offended and insulted by yourself right now? By myself? No. But thank you anyway. <laughs> We're from uh, Fabergé. <laughs> no, Are you offended thanks. and insulted by yourself? He thanks you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> these people, you know, actually, these people are more civil than the people who are eating. Ah, no kidding. Mm. How weird, you know? How weird was that? That that like is a real like you really crossed the line. Everything you've done, but we were eating. They were really ugly. Mm, yeah. I guess people are stunned to be told they smell, <laughs> even by people who work for Fabergé. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, we need to. Uh, we're out on commission today. What do you want from me? There's been problems with your stench. Problem with what? With your stench, sir. I have no idea what you need from me. We need you to smell better. Oh, <laughs> this is one of those perfume type things. Yeah, uh, colognes and all, whatever. Okay. Uh, it's not one of it. Is the Fabergé? The brew? By Fabergé, sir. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, we've been sent to help you. <laughs> is it really brewed or? There is no imitations. Generic okay. We're just trying to pull you aside and let you know without embarrassment. Is it really brute? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. CVS brand brute. <laughs> well, I would have said just because they still make this stuff. How old is this bottle? They still make it. Embarrassing you in front of the public here and letting you know that you do smell. The people at work, you know, they don't need to know about this. Agreed? Agreed. I'm just going to put it right here. Just Dab a little on, sir. A little on the earlobes wouldn't hurt, sir. Uh, I don't want it in my earlobes. That's fine. <laughs> and as far as one thing that we don't want to do here, we realize that you have some ethnic backgrounds, and we don't want to mess with the Pakistani gods. Well, yes, you can mess with them. I have no problem. The who? <laughs> the Pakistani gods? How did you know he was Pakistani? Well, I could tell. I mean, by his color and everything and the way he talked. He was an Indian dude. Oh, yeah. You have a good eye for that kind of thing. You can tell the difference between an Iraqi, a Pakistani, an Iranian. Uh, the Middle East is very... I, I mean, I'm sure they, you know, they can... But I find it really tough to discern. I mean, you know. I can you tell. Can tell. I can tell a Pakistani guy when I see him. A Pakistani guy? <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. How much more brutal can you guys be? Hello? Yeah.
What's that, Sean? Can we have a different name? <laughs> I don't think so. How about Mr. Burns and Smithers? Is <laughs> that <laughs> word for you? So your name's Gay Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're going to like any of the well, alternatives. Well, it doesn't say that you're oh. gay. It's just that you're ambiguously gay. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I don't understand. To be ambiguous isn't that to be, like, almost... Not really one way or the other, you know, not really... Certain. It's not clear. Yeah. Mm. Are they? Aren't they? What are you all looking at? <laughs> yes. <laughs> a great little scare. Here, grab my legs and I'll grab your arms. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh, Sean. <laughs> it was <an> idiot. <laughs> all right. Yeah, but there's there's no question. I mean, it's obvious we're not gay. No, it's not, Sean. <laughs> You're clearly gay. There's nothing really else to say about that. I'll just relinquish the mic to these two. No. Please, T. Please. <laughs> oh, man. God. Punch drunk and duty. Okay. Um, let's. Uh, we're going to take a break. Don't worry. We'll get a traffic update for you. Okay. We come back. We've got a few things to deal with. Dark size feet. <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know. He's getting it from both ends, apparently, yesterday. Feet and teeth? Yeah, double whammy. What are you, a cow? Hoof <laughs> <laughs> and mouth? This guy's <laughs> Foot and tooth disease. Cloven hoof. It was a painful day. <laughs> it, oh, man. No wonder you're kind of grumpy today. Yeah. And uh, we've got have another song parody to play for you. Today is the last day that we will allow entries. Of course, we're talking about the postmark. So if you finish it today, you get it to the to, to the uh, post office, and they put a postmark on it today. You're cool. Stick it in tomorrow. We're not even going to open the package. We can't. We got too many to go through as it is, and I just the ones I've been hearing have been great. Another good one today, Z. Really? Yep. All right. Well, listen to that. And it is Friday, so everybody wants to know what the hell are you going to do this weekend? We're here to tell you what the hell you're going to do this weekend. Mick Foley's coming in a little while. He better. No, he's on his way up here. Uh, but he didn't call for directions. Well, he may remember from last time. He night. said he might call for directions, but he may remember. He's, he's, I know he's going to be here. He's like clear-headed, responsible. We've become friendly. You know. And he's got the big appearance mm -hmm. in Bristol at Walmart. He's doing a book signing 6 p.m. tonight. Uh, between 6 and 8 p.m. He'll be down there signing his best-selling, number one best-selling book, Foley is Good. All right, so right now, it is time for Psycho Dan and his traffic report. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. We're going to get back to the old school. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's old and brittle. I think you're all right. Oh, well, that explains a lot. Radio 104. I told you Mick wouldn't let us down. Yeah. Was that him on the phone? That was him on the phone. Yeah, he's in Bristol. He's coming up here. Doing hey. the Bristol stop. He's coming out here. That's an old Led Zeppelin song. <clears throat> he's on his way here. Mick Foley. 
WWF legend Mick Foley, best-selling author Mick Foley. Coming to do it. He's got an appearance in Bristol. What was he doing? Checking out the scene? Getting there nice and early? Well, maybe he's stayed overnight. That makes sense, right? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Oh, maybe he's up this way. Yeah, that would make sense. Maybe he's stopped by the worldwide leader in sports, ESPN. Maybe, maybe he's he take, taking the fam to uh, Lake Compounds. Could do worse. Maybe. Lake Compounds is great. Yeah. In spite of recent problems. <laughs> but if you really examine their problems, they haven't really been so much, just been sort of, not coincidence of the word. And you know, I always think that when something like that happens, then they're extra cautious. Oh, yeah. Afterwards. Oh, yeah. You're doubly safe. They're absolutely, they're, they're being so careful. There's no better time than after a right. tragic accident. First run after an accident, I think, is probably the safest. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's my The view. slowest, too. <laughs> yeah. Not much of a roller coaster anymore. Okay, so, and is there anything going on Monday that I need to tell people about? Yep, it's wide open. Okay, good. But tune in. I'm sure it'll be fun and enjoyable. <laughs> so... We got some reaction. We got this song parody. Let me just tell you, I'm not going to tell you the details because really, if you probably haven't started it by now, you yeah. know where you're going to get it mm -hmm. at a time. No. But we are running a song parody contest with a great grand prize, an $8,000 CDU GTS personal watercraft, plus three runner-up prizes, DVD players. We asked people to do song parodies about D Snyder Radio, and they've been coming in fast and furious. Next Friday, June 29th, D-Day 2, at the celebration, the four finalists will be there. During the course of the show, we'll play, we will announce this is our third runner-up, second runner-up, first runner-up, and the grand prize winner. And the Sea-Doo will be there. Beautifully sitting on a trailer. Somebody, I mean, that's, seriously, that's got to make you summer. It's a huge prize. To have something like that. I mean, you can water ski behind this thing. And tube. And tube. I love Take three things. people on there. Yeah. Bob Cleaver, our sales guy, he has one. He says this thing is so it's so fast, so powerful. And he's he's a big guy. He's a big man. Yeah. <laughs> so if it can get out of its own way with him on board, yeah. you know this thing's like lightning <laughs> if you put a Lockwood on there. Put me on it. Lockwood's <laughs> flapping from the handlebars. <laughs> like, like a scarf. Hey, look at Beth. She's jet skiing. Somebody help me. Oh, she looks like she's having fun. Turn this thing off. <laughs> All right, so uh, we have a new uh, parody today we want to play for you. Uh, who's this one from, Nick? Uh, Alan from Enfield. Yeah. Got it. Alan, for, they just have first names? Is that for their protection? <laughs> I think so. So one of Enfield's finest has provided us with some entertainment. Check this out. How many years must Lentino exist Before he learns some respect And how many times can Little Mickey's neck yeah. Yes, and how many minorities Must he trash Before they put a bomb up his rear A gallon of pee Will help him to see What his words taste like to you and me <laughs> Dave light that bomb before 
Bar's little brain turns to cheese. <laughs> well, he's in bread and brain dead and sleeps with his gun. And his feet are some filthy disease. <laughs> Listen, how can he possibly talk so much trash and never make good on anything? <laughs> the answer for you is to get a ball or two. <laughs> then maybe you might follow through. <laughs> If you could have seen Dark Side steaming <laughs> through the verse about him. Never go through with anything. <laughs> that got him the oh, most. All awesome. the other insults. That was the one that really yeah, got he him. His, he stopped eating. <laughs> he, he was a, talking to himself. That just irks me. You were mumbling. Yeah. yeah. I was pissed. <laughs> I was recording Nick. it into the system earlier, listening to it. I'm like, you son of a <laughs> Get a ball or two. Nick was in the barrel, too. Yeah. 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 Oh, so he brought it on himself that for was, him being that in the That was really good. Was I mean, he was funny. playing, too. I know. I know. Well, he likes you. Really, Everybody likes you. I really don't know how we're going to choose. I uh, really don't. It's tough. It's tough. For some reason, I think... Fault line's going to win. <laughs> yeah, it seemed like a good idea when we came this? up with it because we thought, oh, it'll be kind of easy to choose, but they're so good. Yes, they are. <laughs> so get them postmarked by today. You know, this way, you know, if, you know, with the mail, we should have them in a couple days. Yeah. We'll be able to choose. And even that's going to be tough. Marge's going to sit down one afternoon and go through them. It may take more than one afternoon, I'll yeah. tell you that. Yeah, maybe we should all listen to them at once and yeah. make our little notes yeah. and ratings and then we can go back. Yeah, rather than passing the tapes around. Yeah, put this one in the good pile, maybe not, maybe yes, that kind of thing. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. All right. So, you know, since we're on the subject of Dark Side's feet, <laughs> Alan was so kind to bring it up. Uh, well, you know what? Hold those feet for a second. <laughs> <laughs> if you can. Just some reaction to stuff we were talking about yesterday. Special edition Family Feud. Did that happen around this time yesterday? Yeah. yeah. I thought so. Doc M writes in to say, uh, thank you for providing me with a little insight as to what draws a man's attention. I get some attention from men and women, and now I think 
I know why. I lick my lips as needed, and sometimes I bite them. I play with my hair. I smile at anyone who looks my way, and oftentimes strike up a chit-chat. I don't do this to draw attention. I've been like that since I was 10 years old, and I had no idea that men think these are come-ons. Thanks. I doubt I'll change my habits, but at least I'm aware of men's rationale. The same thing with Suzette. Mm -hmm. She's always, hi, you know. I was like, what are you doing? I do that too when I'm jogging. Yeah, yeah. Big mistake. I know, I should just, but I, I always feel awkward to sort of look away. I think that's more awkward. <laughs> it sucks that we guys take everything as a come on. <laughs> You know, because it We're really just being it makes right. It makes the world a much more stiff place where you know where people just can't be. Hi, nice, lovely yeah. girl says, "How you doing?" And that's it. Oh, Hi, so how you doing? Yesterday, I was jogging in the park. Hi. Yeah. Hi. See, it's a girl says hello to you. It's it's a it's, you know breath of fresh air, but we you know we get a chubby. See, that's that's, <laughs> that's the problem. I don't know. Something was went haywire with the wiring. Uh, more on the sex feud. Eric from Waterbury says, D, if you get a chance, tell Nick I'll never rub my nipples again. This and is it, from Eric. <laughs> and if I go to the brickyard this weekend. I'll be wearing a sweatshirt. Nick, have sex, please. Hartford will be a better place. Now, Nick, what do you do if a man rubs his nipples and he's looking at you like uh you know fat bastard or something <laughs> <laughs> i'm dead sexy yeah that's a problem <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i mean i'm not I'm gonna go any, anywhere near them and confront right. them i just kind of walk away you know? okay um mary from manchester manchester says i know why beth knows the most about men this is D. I know why Beth knows the most about men i think look at what she puts up with every morning yeah. i don't know how she does it Love the show. Feel sorry for Beth. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's not all that bad. At heart, most of them are nice, even though everybody has certain issues. Uh, Genghis John, I guess this is referring... Dark Side's turnoffs. Was that part of the sex survey? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Genghis John notes that if Dark Side finds farts and bad feet a turnoff, then he probably can't masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta give him a little <laughs> something for that. <laughs> and this is harkening back. You know, we had a long going thing about like bad names. Mm -hmm. And Karen Knapp says, I, I know this is really late, but I thought I'd tell you there's a bait shop in Brantford called Masturbate and Tackle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. Check it out. Masturbate and Tackle. <laughs> they had to know. I'm not going in there. <laughs> Here's a Tackle him! <laughs> I thought this was ow. All right. Um, so, Doc B's on the phone. Dark side, Dave. Uh oh. Oh boy. The man He's who took one the for the team. <laughs> First hand. Where's his music? Dark side's been having ongoing issues with his feet. They're disgusting. And Doc B, the resident physician of the Santa Radio, who we can't even bring any, like, he won't even actually use his name. So he, gets no. No, he gets nothing out of this. <laughs> I don't know, except maybe he enjoys hanging out with us a bit. So please welcome the one and only Doc B to the program. Morning, Doc B. Good morning. How are you guys? We're doing... How, no, how are you? How are you? I took another one for the team. Certainly <laughs> <laughs> did. What was worse, Nick's ass or Dark Side's feet? Um, now that I have a point of comparison, Nick's ass is much worse than Dark Side's feet. Oh, <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Good reviews. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, so what happened? What's going on down there, guys? Well, uh, it, it, first of all, it was sort of like a Seinfeld episode because uh, Darkseid had just come from the dentist. It was like Kramer when he was talking and they thought he was retarded. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't talk. My whole head was numb. That, that's nope. sort of what it was like. Um, the, the first thing, though, I think Darkseid definitely wins the fat man versus the weasel. Um, he lost 16 pounds. Wow. And, and a lot of it, he clearly put on muscle, so he probably lost a lot more fat. He looks great. Good Thank for you. you. Darkseid yeah. Dave, he's hiding under those baggy clothes. We yeah, can't really tell right. what's going on. Want me to take off the shirt? No, thanks. Yeah. I'll wait for the pool party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he finally takes the T-shirt off. He's bristling with muscle. Now, you can see he's trimming down, and you also see he's toning up a little bit. He's been bearing the arms. But what's going on with the feet? And then there's the feet. Actually, <laughs> actually they weren't. They really weren't as bad as I expected. Um, there were no, no big infections. Uh, he just got, has some wicked ingrown toenails, ah. and that's what's causing the pain. Is that right? Um, and he has some, some fungus infection on a few of the toenails. Oh, he's got the fungus. <laughs> no, no big deal. A lot of people have that. I know. We're, we're going to take care of that one. That's pretty tough to get rid of the fungus, though, isn't it? Um, yeah, it takes a while. Yeah. A lot Do of medication takes a while. Does he have to burn his shoes or anything like that? <laughs> well, no. Actually, if you look at, if you look at his left uh, big toe, it looks like he took a blowtorch to it because uh, he, he fixed the nail himself. I know. Oh, I told he's taking him his shoe off. He shouldn't be doing any of that self-remedy stuff. No, I don't think so. That one's pretty disgusting. What do you, what do you mean you did a self, self-fix? <laughs> oh, he's got the shoe off. He's got the toe. He's pulling <laughs> oh, it out. God. If you took one, we could... Yeah, I cut it in half almost. Oh, God, it's all chewed up. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. It's all, like, all cut up and chomped up. That would be the one that the chainsaw worked on. And, and look, stop clenching your feet. It looks like you're <laughs> making a fist. What, are they bound or something? Can Why you get some shoes that fit? Dogby, how do you catch the fungus? Um, it, it just grows on, it's, it's just like athlete's foot. It's, all, it's basically all around. A lot of people have it, have the organism that just is in, in the moist places and because your feet are moist all the time so how do i avoid getting it it just gets in the nails so how do you avoid it um it's real hard to avoid and, and even even people who uh who keep really clean can get it see oh see i keep clean. i don't want to get the fungus uh, all right well i mean well once you know what for other people is the key not to wait <laughs> well I mean, is yeah, it helpful you if you don't wait till it gets really bad you and should, you, you shouldn't wait till you can't walk <laughs> the thing about Dark Side's toes, though, is even if his nails were perfect, those, those suckers just like go in all directions. Oh, his toes? <laughs> oh, and that's saying it looks like he has a clenched foot. But Nick has that going on too, oh, Doc B. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're just born that way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, and I'm the one to talk, but I don't ever take my shoes off. <laughs> we have no idea. <laughs> You're never going to see them. There. No, I actually, of course, you take them off once in a while. But Nick's wearing sandals. That's a whole other thing. It's disgusting what's going on in there. We'll save that conversation. So is there hope for, for his feet? Oh, we're going to fix these babies up, and they're going to be like new. He's going to be. We don't even know who he is. He's going to have his teeth fixed. Remember when his teeth fell out of his mouth on the air? That was great. Funny. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, Classic. <laughs> his toes are going to be fixed. He's going to lose weight. No, the man boobs are going to evaporate. He's going to. He, what's going on here? And he's going to be drinking beer. 
And then I got to get a replacement. Yeah. <laughs> Dark side, you've really come a long way. We can't use you anymore. <laughs> Wanted. Overweight, Wookiee with bad feet and teeth falling out. Redneck. Yeah. With a number three on his baseball cap. Okay. Uh, Doc B, thank you. You know, as always, taking one for the team. Mm -hmm. Someday we're going to send you some, like, really attractive supermodel. Has nothing wrong with her. Sounds good to me. Yeah, just like, <laughs> listen, uh, Claudia Schiffer's here. She needs to just have the physical. This was sent it down to you, Doc B. Throw your freaking bone, all right? Okay. Doc B, everybody. See you next week. We'll see you next Yeah, see you yeah. at D-Day 2. I'll be there. Next Friday. Okay. All right. Uh, we got to get to what the hell's going on this weekend. And Psycho Dan's here with traffic first. So, Psycho, what's going on? Okay. Before we do what the hell is going on this weekend, we're freewheeling, people. Stuff is happening fast and furious. Must be addressed. You know what? Why is it interesting to talk about Nick's clothes? Mm. You know why it's interesting? Because at first I say, well, you can't talk about Nick's clothes because who cares about that? But everybody is in a workplace where somebody's coming in looking like who did it and ran. <laughs> and they can't say, what are you doing? Right. What's going on here? We'll be your outlet for yeah, that. So, so they live vicariously through us saying the things that they'd like to say, like shame of the city. I mean, people wrote in, we'll talk about that later, and you know, and they were like, bravo, bravo. You walk, you're in an office place. Matter of fact, one of the people they addressed was in one of our listeners' workplace. Really? And they've been wanting to say something forever. <laughs> forever. They were cheering. Somebody said something. I don't know I how they recognize it. I used to work him. with a guy who stunk, and I will tell you what, if somebody had given him the heads up... No, I would have appreciated Well, there it. is that website. I think that's a pretty good thing. What is that? I got to find that. The website where you can send them a message mm -hmm. by email mm -hmm. secretly. Somebody sent me a message that I grab my crotch all the time, but that's an affectation. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, somebody noticed. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Deez nuts. Thanks for noticing. I was trying to bring attention to him. Uh, and, oh, I haven't heard that one in a while. Deez nuts. Deez nuts. <laughs> um, so, but Nick walks in. Now, you just had $3 million worth of laundry done. You've got on a huge... Describe it, Beth. Describe well, the outfit. it's silver, and I believe you call that material sateen. Yeah, and it's, it's like a puffy shirt. It's like a pirate shirt. It's got a big collar. Huge collar. It's, uh, I don't know, did you say it's iridescent? Slightly. It might be incendiary. It's, it's, don't it's, take a match it's, to it's, it. It's, but then... And it's setting long. that off. Well, it's very long, too. It's almost down to his knees. Yeah. It's a dress shirt, too. It's a schmuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like what a kid wears to do painting. Then setting that off, offering the yin and the yang yeah. of that shirt. Are some, a heinous pair of jeans. <laughs> They're really baggy. It's what the kids are wearing. <laughs> it's like elephant baggies. If the shirt weren't down to his knees, I'm sure you would see, well... You'd hope you'd see underpants. Well, that's... We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> yes. And then at the bottom, capping it off, are these sandals. The mandals, the ones, not the nicer ones that are like my black ones, but the ones where his toes come over at least a half an inch, <laughs> curling over the front. Beth, you are being conservative. That's two inches of toe hanging over there. And I'm looking, I'm going... Are they too small? But then the back, I see a big empty space yeah. in the back of the shoe. His feet creep out the front. Yeah, you gotta keep them up front or else they're gonna fall off. They're a little bit too big. Okay, so now... So Dee and I are in the hallway commenting on the outfit and we say, oh, the shirt and the mandals and the jeans and the Nick throws in his two cents. No underwear. And no underwear. <laughs> Dee and I just fall against the wall. I was in the fetal position. We don't need to know. Sucking my thumb. 
So that's why you have the extra long shirt, because crack would be hanging out if you didn't have the shirt on? No, crack wouldn't be hanging out, but I pick up my... Uh, my $130 worth of laundry. Oh I can't believe you said how much it's going to cost. After four he paid today. $130 of his laundry down. This guy has no money. I yeah, would have done the laundry for you for 50 bucks. That's that's. I would have done the laundry for you for 50 bucks. Yeah, but that's over two months worth of laundry. Can yeah. you? I actually you know what. I take it back. I'm afraid of what you. Yeah, that's true. Right. So I was thinking about besides it. the <laughs> point, though, I so I don't have any clothes left, and I bought this shirt just because I I like this shirt. But when I, did you buy the shirt? Did you uh, buy it at the Big and Tall Man store? It's huge. No, I bought it at Marshalls. It was like four bucks. Great. Well, that's one thing you're doing right. <laughs> but it's a cool they shirt. They saw you coming. Especially for four bucks, and I really didn't check out the size. Dennis Miller has like, this great line in one of his bits where he, he talks about, you know, these two-for-one sales of these items that look like that, and he says, you know, two of... S is S. <laughs> I mean, just because it's cheap doesn't make it I'm good. I'm telling you it works. It's a statement, man. Uh, I think it's... You know who you are. It's a nice shirt. But, uh, yeah, it's really big. <laughs> I will tell you what. That's offensive. But it makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah, Vampy Gordis wrote in. She said that's the greatest sound by we have in ages. And the CC jeans, Deville sang. The jeans, the jeans, the jeans. Like, <laughs> I love that. He was actually talking about himself at the time, I believe. No, he was talking about uh, was it Ace Freely who wears the earpiece or something. And you uh, said, oh, do you wear one of those? Oh, oh, oh yeah, um, right, right, right. Earplugs or ear monitors or something right. like that. Yeah, uh, that's right. Uh, Jeans I can't help because I started doing my ab roller exercises a little bit. You didn't return it? No. <laughs> just let him go. You can't feel sorry for you. I know. Oh, I'm not asking anybody to. I just wanted to do it. I opened up the box and it was there. So I did some. So I think I might have like haven't ate Five much. Five reps. <laughs> I haven't uh, ate too much recently. So the jeans are sliding down a bit. That outfit explains clear, clearly where the ambiguous part of the gay duo thing comes into play. <laughs> So that's the ambiguous part. I don't look gay. The sateen, puffy sleeve shirt with the mandals. Every time, and no underwear. Hey, every time I go out to the brickyard, anytime I go to the bar, ladies are turning their heads. You're not wearing that outfit, are you? And laughing. No. <laughs> <laughs> turning their heads and puking. <laughs> uh, all right, all right, all right. Well, we were supposed to do what the hell's going on this weekend. Uh, do we need to take a break here and come back and do it? Okay. Mick Foley is on his way in. Mick Foley, of course, legend from the WWF. Uh, I guess he, he's retired. He mm -hmm. is retired, yeah. but he does have involvement on and off with them, of course. Reffing and things. And he's a writer. He's a writer. He's written three books now. One children's book. I believe it's three. No, there definitely was two. And a kid's book, yeah. And the kid's book is three. Bestsellers, all of them. And he's doing a signing tonight, a book signing, in Bristol at the Walmart from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. tonight. And he's a great guy to meet. Very, he says 6 to 8 p.m. Guarantee you, you know, you're on that line before the, before the cutoff time. He's going to sign for you. I hope I'm not overstepping my bounds, but I think we spoke about that. How do you say no? You know, once mm -hmm. the people are online, because, you know, they'll, they'll put a cutoff on it. But if you're online, I know guys like the Kiss guys, mm -hmm. they walk away. I think Mick said, you know, if you buy one of my books, I'll it, sign it for you. You're going to get signed. Yeah. You know, but the Kiss guys make it up because if you got $50, they'll do a concert for you. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a yin and yang. It's a give and a take. All right. Stick around. We will, I promise, when we return, get to what the hell's going on this weekend and plenty going on. This is D. Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. D. Snyder. 
so good coming from over Dark Side Dave's way. No, are you having that with egg whites or... Egg beaters. Egg beaters. Aren't they yeah. great? Yeah, that's what mine is. Tastes just the same. They do. No I've turned difference. so many people onto egg beaters. You know, and it's, of course, you know, if you want them sunny side up, it's not going to cut it. <laughs> <That's Yeah>. Right. <laughs> <laughs> not making it, but, uh, you know, in an omelet mixed in there with whatever you're mixing mm -hmm. it in with, can't beat it. Nope. That's what they or call frittata. it. Egg beaters. Oh. Uh -huh. Like that. Can cook with it. Mm -hmm. Cooking with it's very good. Mm -hmm. French toast with egg beaters. Make that. Yeah. Because French toast could be kind of fattening. Mm. Caesar I dressing. I use, yeah. use egg beaters because they're they're pasteurized. You don't have to worry. By the way, we don't have an egg beater endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> we just like them. <laughs> yeah. I'm selling spots in my black t-shirt, actually. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to look like one of those race car drivers. Yeah. So be on my arm. Vermont <laughs> teddy bear on the back. <laughs> Indian on the front. I'm going crazy. Um, anyways, I want to tell you, this is definitely a weekend to spend some time on our website at Radio104.com. There's so much there that you need to attend to. Number one, Monday we got the family feud. D-Snyder Radio style. We've got some new survey questions. We all sat down. We brainstormed. I'm proud to say that... When me and Beth added our great minds to the pack, we came up with the same dunderheaded questions. <laughs> it was so stupid. How'd that happen? Uh, what does Dark Side's butt smell like? Oh, we knew that one already. Uh, what about his feet? We get sucked into the vortex. I don't know. We're I think it's like in a competition when you play someone who's better, you sort of play up to that level. Right, right. When you play someone who's worse, you play down. Well, there's not a lot of air in that well, little office. What are you trying to say here? There's <laughs> like seven of us in that little office, and the, and the air gets really thin, and I get lightheaded. That office is what? Eight feet by four feet? Yeah. It's, it's really small. It's ridiculous. Meanwhile, Chaz is like rolling around in the office next to us by herself. I don't know what to do with all this room. Thinking of adding a hot tub. Like, hey, uh, throw us a freaking bone here. Anyways, there's that. Nick is, is going to have a tag sale for the stuff in his apartment. Rather than move it, spend money on a mover, he's just going to sell everything. Everything must go. Yeah, liquidation, sir. And to that end, he has taken photos, which will be posted online at Radio104.com, of the things, some of the things he's selling. No refunds. Tuesday, he's going to give out the address. It's going to be a kegger, you know, and things like that. And people can come over, have a beer, buy something of Nick's. Usually uh, tag sales aren't keggers, so this is a little twist. This is a new twist. <laughs> <laughs> this is Nick's version of it. I can't wait. I've really never, uh, when I lived with the former program director, Dave Hill, who's some of his, the stuff that he left at the apartment will be up for sale. Well, what um, about his, like, gambling table or something like that? Uh, no, he has that. I'm selling his microwave, his vacuum, and one of his old mountain bikes. <laughs> okay. And, and remember, you know, uh, there are some items that we won't see they're not tangible items, but Nick has provided a price list for us, and they're things that he is willing to do for a price. <laughs> for two grand, it's going to be a hell of a party. <laughs> no. Do it in the bus. No, there's going to be no axe. If you call him dope workers, he'll do anything for a buck. 
We'll be there, Sean. We stand outside the bedroom door next. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but this is going to be awesome. It's going to be a big party. So, yeah, I can't wait to throw. We would title this sale Less Than Less Than Zero. You a manhole. If that's possible. You should okay. call it a moving sale. You notice now they don't call them yard or garage sales anymore. Now they call them moving Moving sales. or tag. It's like previously used cars. Right, right. This mm -hmm. is the best stuff Nick's got, mm -hmm. okay? So check that out on, online. Uh, also, there was one other thing. Oh, you know, all the details for D-Day 2, second anniversary of D-Sider Radio, big show. It's happening on uh, next Friday. Now, did I hear that this weekend they're giving away uh, invitations to D-Day 2 all yes. weekend? Yes, they are. Right on. Okay. So you got to be tuning into Radio 104 for that. And any of you last minute people with the song parodies, the final details, a picture of the Sea GTS water, uh, personal watercraft we're giving away is also online. Radio104.com. Radio104.com. Okay. That covers it. Good. Now, I think it's time. Is it? Yes. For what the hell is going on this weekend? <laughs> like the What's Happening theme song to get things going. Uh, I guess let's we'll start with the movies, mm -hmm. Beth, because we always do. A couple of big ones. First up is Fast and Furious, the car movie. A lot of people are excited about that. Well, it, you know, if you, I mean, it definitely appeals to a certain type of audience. It has a star, according to the current. A star? If you go by their reviews. Well, I mean, you know... It, like I said, the, the coming attractions look very exciting if you're into cars. Yeah. And what was interesting is, I don't know if, if you've ever watched movies involving cars, but they never look quite right because apparently cameras can only handle speeds when mounted on a car of like 50 miles an hour. So what they do is speed the film up. Mm -hmm. And if they're passing by any people or any like, they pass by a bunch of say like plants or weeds, it has this like sort of, you can see it sped up. Well, they modified the cameras. They, they designed special cameras to handle speeds of 90 miles an hour. So the effects will be great anyway. Yeah, so the racing scenes, oh, you know, 90 miles an hour is pretty damn fast, especially mm -hmm. on the streets. So uh, so it's definitely, what, what, it, what are you, what are you? No, I'm agreeing. Yeah. Especially on 91 North. Yeah. Coming to Hartford. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I, for you racing fans, car, car junkies, speed junkies, adrenaline junkies, this might be pretty cool. What else is out there? And Dr. Doolittle 2. Not a lot of hype around that one. I hadn't really heard much about it with Eddie Murphy. I well, didn't see the first one. We saw the first one, and we'll probably see the second one. The coming attractions look really funny. Uh, I, Eddie's had a really unfortunate thing. Did you see that in the news? Kind of like a weird thing. He's got this movie coming out. Mm -hmm. so first of all, he's got the Shrek movie, which is just smoking. Broke $200 million yeah. just last week. Uh, and he's in that. This movie's coming out, and this week his wife found out that uh, that they're pregnant with their fifth child. Five, wow. And his father passed away. Mm. So, you know, he's doing, I think he stopped the publicity machine. It's a lot of, uh, yeah. you know, I guess he's going through a lot of stuff right now. Obviously, his father passed away. Yeah. It's a big deal. So, uh, yeah, five kids. No is, kid. Is it all that, that one wife? I believe so. They've been pumping them out, quietly pumping them out. And she remains in great shape. Yeah, good for him that he got off the streets and stopped sniffing horse toes and stuff. Because mm -hmm. that was kind of weird. I was getting kind of disappointed. I'm glad he's like being a little more low-key and act like a relatively normal guy. All right, so I'll probably be hitting that movie, by the way. For me, well, I, I know what I'm really doing back on Long Island. First of all, my 
my son's graduating from high school. My oldest son, Jesse, I'm, you know, it's a pretty big deal. Our yeah. first one, first one through the gate, and uh, we'll be there and cheering him on and congratulating him. And I'm dying to go riding. I just got my bike, and uh, I got it home Saturday, and I got off the boat, and it started to rain. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday, Father's Day, I thought I was going to take, like, Father's Day, I'll get up early and go for a great cruise. Pouring rain. And then I've been working all week. And now this weekend, they're predicting rain. I know. This reminds me of my, my first new bicycle. I was so psyched. And the next day, I got up real early to go out on it, and it was pouring rain. I mean, the kind of rain you can't ride in. Especially if you're going to like your bike and you don't want to get it all mm-hmm. rusty and stuff. <laughs> so now I've got the same situation this weekend, which sucks. But for you people up this way, and uh, there's good stuff going on. Concert-wise, well, I'm sure Sean will tell you about the big Fault Line shows. And I'll tell you, you could do worse. I've heard the band. Mm-hmm. They're very good. Good reviews. People, we make fun of them all the time. But people mm-hmm. give, say really great things yeah. about it. It's a good time. A lot of peeps go there, so mm-hmm. he'll give you the details. But Green Day is performing at the Tsongas. What's Tsongas? Songus after Paul Songus. Paul Songus Arena. Is he dead? He died of cancer. Bummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Lowell, Massachusetts, 7 p.m. show. I've seen Green Day in concert. I haven't, but would love to see them. It is great. Yeah. A, it's like a jukebox. Hit after hit after hit. B, it's like a, a happy show. You know, like I, I'll go to a show like mm-hmm. a Pantera or Slayer what? show, and it's like, let the ugliness begin. The pit is like the angriest, most brutal pit you ever see. Hmm. At a Green Day show, like everybody's like laughing and having a good time, and there's girls in the pit, and and uh, they're really cool guys too. So Green Day, Songus Arena, Lowell, Massachusetts, <laughs> that helps. Uh, on TV this weekend, I will only tell you about one TV show because Dark Side is going to roll out the entire TV guide, 75 pages worth. WWF King of the Ring pay per view, 8 p.m. Okay. That's always good family hijinks, good family fun. And speaking of family fun, Saturday, some things I always say, Stepping Stones Museum in Norwalk, Connecticut, Interactive Museum for Kids, Kids City in Middletown, Connecticut. Again, you can't go wrong. This is like let the kids go kind of the deal. It's definitely enjoyable. Also, Saturday, 8 p.m., are you talking about this one, a comedy at the Seven Angels Theater? No, go for it. Round one of the third annual Laugh-Off with host Marshall Brandon. 7-8, what is that? It's a little theater in Hamilton Park in Waterbury. I've been there. So it's a comedy, uh, a comedy they do thing. comedy, they do plays. Okay, and Marshall Brandon's hosting. Seven Angels Theater in Hamilton Park, Plank Road in Waterbury, Connecticut, okay? Also, Amy's Utter Joy Exotic Animal Park and Nature Center. I'm assuming this is a uh, sort of a, an animal is an animal sanctuary with 50 exhibits, abused, injured, and non-releasable native as well as exotic mammals. Isn't that going to be a little disturbing to the kids, Sean? Well, they probably uh, don't have little animals. Here's the one-legged <laughs> turtle. No, no, no. This, this goat used to have two eyes, but the cancer got one of them. That's going to be kind of rough. Oh, the animals Kids are, have to learn, Ding. They're safe. Okay, well, uh, surprise, surprise. Children under one are free, and admission's only three bucks. It's in Cromwell. Okay, and uh, that's on my list. Let's move over to our very own Beth Lockwood. Something's happening. First, let me tell you. 
That it is the uh, Rose Festival weekend in Elizabeth Park, and they have a poetry reading happening Saturday at 1 p.m. Now, you may think that that's Ooh. kind of corny, but if you haven't been to Elizabeth Park, like I said before, Elizabeth Park is the oldest municipal rose garden in the country. That's and beautiful. And it's, a- it's absolutely gorgeous. I'm sure it's gorgeous. Gorgeous. You know, you laugh, but when you go Thousands there, of roses. you sit there, the smell's got to be amazing. It's beautiful. It's not beautiful. By the way, uh, this just in, uh, at that, at that, you know, that kids, uh, that, what was that Animal? place? Called? Yeah. They've got a donkey that was brutally punched there and <laughs> on display. Check that one out. Give it a little extra feed. Fun the kids, though. <laughs> the Connecticut Repertory Theater at UConn Friday and Saturday. Gershwin's Lady Be Good wraps up up there. Also keep in mind that the Picasso exhibit <laughs> continues at the Wadsworth. Three big concerts to announce also on my list. By the way, I'm waiting to see the Picasso exhibit when we go to Beth's wedding. You should. You should. I we're, am. We're picking up the tab I think that's it. pretty damn awesome that we're going to get a special uh, little uh, show there. Just for you, and it's going to be crowded every other time. Friday and Saturday, down at Foxwoods, Aretha Franklin, the oh. first lady of soul. Well, no kidding. Sister Soul. I'm pretty sure those shows might be sold out, but you never know. They released some tickets. And I want you know, to be sure, by the way, that you know, when we're at the, I, I, this is my gift to you. I want to make sure none of our guys flick snots at the pictures at the Picasso's over there at the museum. Are you trying to give me a breakdown? <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm, I got you back. I got you back because I know what these guys get up to. These hijinks. Invitations haven't been sent yet. <laughs> also, on the New Haven Green, part of the International Festival of Arts and Ideas, How could you tell? Saturday night, this is free, Cameo. What is that? Don't you remember it? Oh, the band cameo? Of Word Up fame? No. Come on. I have to remember this, this song. This is a button pusher right here. Word Up. You don't remember well, this I, song? Maybe if I hear the hook. Nick, you remember? I remember this song, but you know D hasn't made it. I mean, he's already punched out. Yeah, but this, I mean, this song was pretty big. Was it on MTV? That whole phrase, Word Up. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the hook? Where's the hook? Who gets you? I like the sound effects. <laughs> CC was in the band. <laughs> very, very cute. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's coming. Here it is. The big hook. Don't remember it. I swear. I think it was on MTV. I didn't. Look at Nick. He's dancing in there with his hands over his head. (laughs) That's what they say. Dude, hands past the shoulders. You know, that's starting to be ambiguous right there. And the last thing on my list, and I'll be in attendance on Sunday night with my mom and my sister. Donny Osmond is going to the Oakdale. Get out! Now, my mom really wanted to go, so I scored some tickets from sales when I went back there. I said, oh, you know, my, my mom really wants to see Donny Osmond if you think he, you know, get three tickets. And you know, he's in his death metal phase right now. Bob <laughs> Cleaver said, well, you're the first one to ask, so I think we have some tickets. <laughs> he's a little bit rock. He is a little bit rock he's and roll. He's a little bit rock and roll. Actually, I know people who work with him. He's a great guy. I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be fun. As a matter of fact, I can't believe we weren't able to get him well, in here. he was on two other stations in this building. 
What are we, Wood? He obviously didn't know I was here. And I'm probably the only one going. Or maybe he did know I was here. Set <laughs> <laughs> the Snyder down the hall? When I was a kid, I loved Donnie. Donnie, Donnie and Sean Cassidy. Yeah, I have to say that. But I've heard really, really, really positive things about him. Mm-hmm. Cool guy. Because I know people who, you know, produce his records and stuff like that. So, it's nice to hear. Hey, uh, Psycho Dan, he's standing by, lurking about with a traffic update. Hi, Dean. (laughs) (laughs) All right, this traffic report is brought to you by Skittles. Now with a new green apple flavor for a limited time only. Let's start off in Hartford, 84 East. Just a little bit busy from Sisson Ave going to the downtown tunnel, but not bad at all. 84 West will slow down just a little bit from Governor Street in and over the Bulkley Bridge. But again, it's not that bad. 91 South, just a little busy going from exit 35 here into downtown. 91 North looks good. That's delay free. Traveling on Route 2, it's going to be a little bit slow approaching the flyover. 91 South into New Haven's just a little bit slow by the 95 merge. 91 South into New Haven, or 95 South rather. Uh, you're going to slow down from exit 51 up to the Q Bridge. And then Route 8 in Waterbury looks good right now. At 747, I'm Psycho Dan with this Modern Rec Report on Radio 104. Hey Psycho, if you ever break up with your girlfriend, I mean, not that I'm saying anything, we've got a perfect girl for you. Sean, I think I, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, speaking of Sean, it's... Uh, I get it. Well, it's sort of so inside, nobody in here even got it. <laughs> yeah. I'll explain it to you later. But now, from one extreme to the other, it's time for Sean. So, another Friday is upon us. What will you be doing, Smithers? Something gay, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> nice job, there, son. Uh-huh. Well, Smithers. First off, there's the two big fault line shows this weekend. Of course. Um, tonight at Bobby's Lounge in Agawam, Mass. We're doing three sets. We go on stage at 9.30. Um, we're not going to have the full light and pyro show um, due to... Uh, well, we'll have our lights, but... The uh, no fire marshal cracked down on them. <laughs> Yeah, it got a little carried away at one of the shows recently. Oh, was there damage? Um, no, not really, but it could have been. It, the uh, ceilings were only nine feet tall, and the <laughs> the flames and sparks went out to about eight and a half feet, and they got a little afraid. Well, sparklers can be dangerous. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This guy's got some good stuff. Um, Then Saturday night, Chapino's Bar in Ellington. Um, Again, three sets. We go on at 9.30. Uh, We've got some new stuff that we added to the set list, uh, some new originals, and some new covers, popular covers. D, we're not going to take it. It's on the set Right on. Yeah. Yeah. And a little T.S. to the set. You got it. Yeah. So we got two T.S. songs. It brings the house down. Oh, it does. It'll bring the house down. And then it's going to be a busy weekend as far as, like, for my friends in the, uh, you know, the Bordello part of the state. Um, Bordello. (laughs) First off, uh, tonight and tomorrow at the Electric Blue, two XXX porn stars, Selena Steele and Rain. That's going to be huge. I can't wait to to see those girls. And then there's a summer bash tonight at the Electric Blue with the big buffet, free buffet, drink specials. Food and boobs. Yeah, it's great. How can you go wrong? And then... Hooters, Hooters, Right after that, i got to head over to the Gold Club because Triple X, extreme Triple X porn star, Amber Lynn, is making an area appearance. She's Everybody big. take cover. She's going to blow. <laughs> she's... She's... <laughs> yeah, she's amazing. Um, also, uh, don't, it's going to happen on Wednesday, but they're having the big fetish party at the Gold Club on uh, this coming Wednesday, so... You must be very excited. Oh, I, I'm very excited, Dave. <laughs> I'm your sister. I'm your sister. <laughs> oh, you're my 
sister. <laughs> and then finally, Beth. Yeah, Sean. I found something for you and, and Glenn to do this weekend. Oh, well, or maybe you want to head over there before the Donny Osmond show. Well, we're pretty busy, but go ahead. Well, you might want to check out the all-male review at the Gold Club. You think um, Glenn would like to do that? Oh, Glenn might want to like just hang out yeah. with you and stuff. But He might want to hang out and have some words with you later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to I'll probably be there. The door's open at 4 o'clock. The show starts at 5. You are going to be there? Uh, well, you know, hang out afterwards because that's when He's the girls... He's the greeter. That's when the girls are most vulnerable. <laughs> oh, yeah. Totally. So, so what they do is... What they do is is that the women come in for these shows and the guys show up at the end of the show... Because the theory is that you women are so hot and horny and revved up that you'll take anybody. They are. We'll actually go for Sean. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> I'm hoping. Exactly. Must be one hell of a show. And then right after the show is a big amateur contest. So oh. that's going to be a good time. <laughs> that might be a few la- I swear, that would be good for some I love laughs. amateurs. How great. Oh. That'd be like the skit from Saturday Night Live when Chris Farley was auditioning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is this a male review? Yeah, it's all male review oh. on Sunday. Uh, doors open at four at the Gold Club, and uh, then right after the uh, male show, the all male review is going to be the big amateur contest, which I might uh, might have to throw my you hat get, in the, air, yeah. the arena. Oh, you might have to. And uh, when you get asked the way dance, Psycho Dan asked you, how could you say no? True. He sends a message: Hey, fat boy, throw me a plug. <laughs> oh, well, okay, Dan. <laughs> Dan will be Psycho Dan, the psychotic one, will be at the Meeting House in Tallinn, Connecticut tonight. He'll be DJing. He uh, will go on at uh, 9 p.m. and go till 1. 9 p.m. to 1 a.m., Psycho Dan in Tallinn. All right. Are we ready? Dark Side Dave. Big weekend for television. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. This is good stuff. Is right anybody here. watching this stuff? <laughs> I do. Okay. Um, tonight, 8 till 9 p.m. on the Nashville Network. Miami Vice is on. Really cool show to check out. You start dressing like Don Johnson in the, <laughs> in the 80s. Pink You're out of here. Blazer. Crockett and Tubbs. Good the stuff. New look. From uh, 11 till midnight tonight, which I will be looking at um, just memories will be all in the family. That's yeah. on Nick at night. Yes. We'll talk about that in the news. Yes. Bummer. Um, tomorrow, 6 to 7, Bonanza is on WHPX. I'll be looking at that with fond memories. That's right. 7 to 8 p.m., Cowboys Kitchen on the Food Network. Mm. And then from uh, 8 till 9 on the Nashville Network is the Grand Old Opry. Oh, dude. <laughs> That's that still on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Current episodes? Follow. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a place. It's I, a, I know, but they, they have shows from there. Yeah, well, they have, like, big shows, yeah. Yeah, followed up by uh, Rodeo on the National Network. Boy, you are really going down that road, aren't oh, you, dude, my friend? This is a good weekend for television. On Sunday from 3 to 5.30 on Fox is NASCAR Winston Cup Racing, so make sure you check that out. That's always good stuff. Fix it up on uh, TGTV. I think that's supposed to be HGTV, Home and Garden Television. That's 1.30 till 2. You know, a little home fix-up stuff. That's good. Two fat ladies from 1.30 till 2 if you don't want to watch uh, the fix-up show. That's right. on the Food Network. And then American Shooter. I'm serious. If you haven't checked out American Shooter, you have to check it out. This dude is amazing. It, it's a really cool show. It's on 7.30 What's it till about? 8. Is he a target shooter? Yeah, just like target shooting. Uh, they have like this dude that does trick shots. I mean, it, it's really That's what cool. the show's about? Yeah, it's American cool. Shooter. It's good stuff. It really is good stuff. That's on the Nashville Network on Sunday from 7.30 till 8. <laughs> as far as events going on, uh, Owls Inside and Out 
today, 8 to 10 p.m., uh, Kasha Bro and her owl teach you how to look for owls. It's six uh, six bucks for non-members and family maximum twenty four dollars. And if you are a CAS member, it's only four bucks. Where's that happening? That's at the Connecticut Audubon Center at Glastonbury. It's thirteen sixty one Main Street. So if you're into checking out owls, you're kidding, right? Yeah, <laughs> owls are cool, man. Good stuff. How you doing tonight from six till eight? I'll be at Pepe's Restaurant in West Middle Turnpike in Manchester. Oh. Eating. No, no, no. I'll, I'll be there, like, um, hanging out with the station. Oh, cool. Doing an event. At yeah. Pepe's? Pepe's. At what do they have at Pepe's? It's like a bar restaurant type of thing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So what we'll kind be of food? there with Bex. I'm do not you know? too sure. First no. time there? First time Sounds I've ever Italian been there. To me. It will go down there and check out Dark Side's Pepe. Yeah, so I'll <laughs> 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 Yeah, if you pay me money, I'll show you my feet. <laughs> 8 p.m., Stafford Motor Speedway, number 79, Ford Thunderbird, driven by Ray Hool. He's going to be there. Radio 104 car tearing up the track. It's always great to have a winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, definitely. Yeah, you know, it sucks when you have a station to sponsor a car and the car's a loser. <laughs> 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 like some stations. <laughs> On Saturday, tomorrow, Leonard Skinner, Deep Purple, Ted Nugent at the Meadows right here in Hartford. That's the Motor uh, City Man, man. Starting at 7 o'clock. If you do run into Ted, tell him I said hi. Yeah, you, you know, doing? who's going on first? That's, uh, I mean, where's Ted on that bill? Not, I think it's uh, Deep Purple is maybe the headliner. Yeah, well, check. You know, I'm Head- telling you. Really? As far, yeah, I don't know. As far as, like, be forewarned, I mean, if you like all three bands, don't miss Ted. So find out where he's on the bill. He the guy is fired up. And the last thing on my list is Ben & Jerry's 2001 One World, One Heart Festival. It's 11 a.m. till 7 p.m. It's a full day of live music, entertainment, crafts, food, uh, two stages of nationally and internationally recognized artists such as David Crosby, Robert Cray, Tonic. Free admission, parking is 10 bucks. That's where they get you for the money. It's going on Rain or Shine. It's at Sugarbush Resort in Faston, Vermont. That's www.benjerry.com if oh, you want more information. Event. Yeah, big event and ice cream, I'm sure. Yes. Well, last but not least, he sits with his clippings clenched in his sweaty little long fingers. Please welcome to the program, Spanky, Lentino, what the hell's going on in your world? Ooh, puppy cook. I got a huge weekend, D. Uh, tonight, I'm going to be at the Brickyard with Cora's Light Night from 10 to midnight, and I'll also be there tomorrow night, Saturday night. Friday and Saturday? Doubleheader What do you do, weekend. just crash behind the bar? <laughs> I might. It's going to be awesome, 10 to midnight on Saturday night as well. So if you can't catch me tonight, ladies, yeah. We well, this have... might be the weekend that you uh, use my pad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to be around, right? Nope. Good. That's going to be awesome. So I figure if I don't get lucky, well, I know something will happen tonight. But I'm going to go for a couple different women this weekend if I could do that. Remember the international Nick Lentino, I want you signed, rubbing your nipples. <laughs> yeah. And licking your lips simultaneously. Was that? Uh, you don't have to do it at the same time. But if I see, uh, if you, if you want to catch my attention, lick your lips. And then I'll know with the nipple rub. You know, that's that's saying how both you both or just one. Is that the- I, I would like to see both. <laughs> I'd like to see both. 
fat bastard, we call that. <laughs> yeah. So make sure you check out the Brickyard this weekend. That's right here in downtown Hartford on Allen Street. Uh, D, choosing between your boyfriend and your best friend is hard. Um, finding your own pet-friendly apartment is easy. Go to ctnow.com, uh, featuring apartments.com. And uh, if you need a new apartment, a lot of people are moving in and out of places right now, being June. You identify people, with that. Yeah. A lot of people graduating from school. So, uh, you know, look for some pet-friendly buildings if you got a dog Thank you. or a cat. You Next. know what I mean? Next. Next. Ride and dine classic elegance with breakfast breathtaking river views enjoy a two hour excursion in the beautiful Connecticut River Valley share a delight repast aboard our 1920s 1920s vintage dining car he's reading verbatim okay faggot what's next (laughs) (laughs) wine tasting Friday specials June 22nd northern Italy call for details in Italy? Well, no, but uh, Northern Italy uh, wines. Italy. Okay, Italy. <laughs> Thank you. Next. That's right. Oh, my nine. God. How many clippings does he have? <laughs> Ooh, D, look at this one. Sweet Is 16- this the first time you're seeing it? Sweet 16 celebration, a taste of the Litchfield Hills. The 16th annual sampling fine fair in the summer air that goes on tomorrow from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Sounds and nice. Sunday, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Admission, six bucks for adults, five dollars for seniors. And that's Whoa. up in Litchfield? What is it, a yeah. wine tasting? Uh, like the taste of Hartford, kind of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be nice up there. It's yeah, beautiful in be cool. Yeah. Oh, you got a good one in there, Nick. Mm-hmm. Uh, D, future care studies helping to create the next standard of care since 1996. <laughs> uh, studies being conducted on mig- migraines, especially <laughs> for menstrually related okay, problems. What's next? <laughs> Hepatitis Can we move A on, B. please? I want to make sure. I know what, that's not what the hell's going on this weekend. It is. Testing. It's- <laughs> a lot of people I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. We're having a little problem getting the right balance with his medication. <laughs> uh, Beth, I have this special $10 off coupon uh, for the Douglas Sleep Center for this weekend. Are why, you offering it to me? Why pay more to sleep on air? And uh, this is on Main Street in Middletown. Too, Where do you get the coupon? This weekend. Uh, in the Advocate, Hartford Advocate. Okay, you okay. can get that Move on. coupon. Um, Somebody's got to go through these things. Look at the big pile he's got over there. Summer stage at the Cheshire Academy. Annie, it's not too late. Still accepting applications. <laughs> Summer stage is six is six week full day educational theater experience for young people ages twelve to nineteen that culminates in a full scale Broadway style production. Okay, that's great. Is there a number on that? What happened? Did your parents lose a bet with God? <laughs> and um, finally, yes. Uh, dim sum all day. Where you want to go for the cooler, healthier? Summer. Where you want to go? <laughs> what a read! <laughs> what a read. <laughs> try, try dim sum appetizer portion dumpling with revolving cart, starting at a dollar ninety-five. Oh, that's got to be great! And they Ooh. also have a free lobster <laughs> special. Free? Yeah. A dollar ninety-five for a buffet that's and what it free says. lobster. Also, check out our free lobster dinner special. Okay, where is that? Um, that's. 
156 Shield Street, uh, right off New Britain Avenue, West Hartford, Connecticut. Okay, okay. Thank you very much, Nick. Always, always, a, uh, always uh, an earful. Big weekend. Free lobster. It's painful. I'm sorry, I'd like to apologize on behalf of the show for that. There's a lot of stuff going on that people need to know. Migraines, you know, stuff yeah. you can I occasionally get migraines. Life. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, I'm getting one right now. <laughs> okay. We're taking a break. Coming back. Mick Foley, WWF superstar. He's circling around the building. Legend right now. is circling the building. <laughs> as we, what do you mean? Well, um, he got into the area and kind of went by the downtown exit. So Sean's taking him around. Oh, he's right talking now. him through? Yeah, which makes me kind of nervous. Okay. Uh, all right. So we'll uh, take a break, come back. News is next. Mick Foley's mm -hmm. going to join us for the uh, news. He'll, I'm sure he'll have some insight. He's in town, of course. He's doing a big autograph signing, a book signing at Walmart's in Bristol tonight at 6 p.m. Beth, what's going on in the news? Well, a couple of obituaries, unfortunately, I have to tell you about. Famous people have died. If you thought you saw a naked guy driving around West Farms Mall, you were right. Oh, no. Also, uh, Bill Clinton looking at a huge advance for a book deal. Uh, what do you do in the public restroom? Another poll has been taken. The Air Guitar Championships, World Air Guitar Championships, are about to be held. Uh, Dad attacks the cookie monster in front of his kids. Boy <laughs> has sex with chickens. And, um, God, so much, so much. Sex with chickens? Um, also, uh, some stuff from the entertainment world, a couple things. South Park gets really blue. I don't know if you heard about this. Oh, I know all about it. Yeah. 162 S words. Something like that. Yep. <laughs> they had a counter on it. <laughs> I'll tell you about it later. All right. And Mick Foley will probably be joining us if he gets here when, when Sean gets through with him. So stick around for more D-Center Radio. This is Radio 104. WMRQ, Waterbury, Hartford. There are methods that they use that we can't always understand. D-Snyder Radio. But that's what we do. On Radio 104. The D. Snyder Radio. 666-4444. On Radio 104. Alright. Monday on D. Snyder Radio. It's the D. Snyder Radio Family Feud. Be sure to go to our website at Radio104.com and answer this week's Peeps Poll. The survey questions, so we have a nice sampling, okay? And uh, and also this weekend, don't forget, Saturday, Dark Side Dave, D Snyder Radio Encore, okay? It's at, uh, what time, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m.? The best of the, over the past week. Yep. And then later on at night, I'll be doing the House of Hair. Ele is it on 11 p.m.? I think so. Yeah, 11 to 1. 11 to 1. I like that much better than the 6 a.m. Sunday morning slot. <laughs> That's when I want to hear my heavy metal, 6 a.m. on Saturday morning. All weekend long, we'll be giving away, Radio 104 is giving away invitations to D-Day. But here he is, the man, Mick Foley, in the house. Hey, it's, it, well, I could say it's nice to be here. It would have been nicer had Nick not screwed up my uh, directions. And he's on the air actually blaming me. Apparently, Mick passed the sign. I'm like, no, Nick, you don't know the directions. And uh, so I, uh, Sean was actually guiding me through it. And I'm trying to, I'm talking on the phone, trying to maintain my cool while a black guy with dreadlocks gives me the finger in front of me. <laughs> that guy was out there for you, too? Yeah. He was out there this morning cursing his head off. Yeah. My first one of my first experiences in Hartford, Nick was taking <laughs> oh. me someplace. 
I was in hell. He's driving in circles, <laughs> riding backwards. I know it's over here somewhere. I'm like, God, get me out of this car. <laughs> Who they stick me with? You do not know your way around. You there. know, I, I, I was going to slap the taste out of him, but after seeing that outfit, I see that he has no taste <laughs> left. So. <laughs> Somebody beat you to the punch. <laughs> His father. That was the only shirt he had left. Uh, you got your you got your daughter with you. Yeah, Noelle? I have my daughter Noel with me, and uh, I was a little concerned. You know, uh, for anyone who saw beyond the mat they're like all right not only does this guy take his kids to watch him get beat up but he brings them on d snyder radio too <laughs> yeah she looks at me like she gave me a look like oh no <laughs> with the stuff she's seen she's giving me that look and i said to her i said honey you know you can sit in here with dad but if they start using the bad words we probably have to take you out to another room she goes daddy they use the bad words on wrestling so i was like oh, okay all right, she's already prepped all right no problem <laughs> Well, we won't tell the joke that Craig Gass told us the other day. <laughs> hey, you know, speaking of the roadways, before we get into the news and what have you, and, and let me just say, mix up here. He's uh, appearing, doing a book signing at Walmart in Bristol tonight, Yeah, yeah, right? this is the last one, and uh, I'll be honest, it's going to be kind of a relief because I was getting to that point where uh, I always prided myself on saying different things when I promoted this book. Mm. Uh, in Canada, I told the same story about John Wayne and the Comancheros three times. I'm like, it's time to stop talking. <laughs> and the thing is, it's a, you know, it's autobiographical, the book. There's a lot of other things in there, too, but it's essentially about me. So when I talk about the book, I'm talking about myself, and I'm like, I can't stand to talk about myself or this damn book anymore. So this is the last one, and I heard, I heard you on the radio saying you were sure Mick was going to stick around. I'm like, that's the whole point to do. Doing book signings. Generally, yeah. uh, people who don't stick around don't have much interest in their own book. And, uh, for example, when I was in Toronto uh, last week, you know, we had a big line. And, like, Mick, we're going to have to cut the line. I'm like, no, you don't understand. This is the entire reason I'm in Toronto. Sure. You know, the whole reason I'm in another country is to, yeah. to sign the book. So as long as you're there by, say, 7, you know, it starts at 6 to 8. And I tell people, you know, you don't have to get there real early because you get the same signature the guy waits 20 minutes gets. Oh, come so, on. It's uh, a little sloppier. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe by that point, it's just my initials. And there's no more good luck, have a nice day, it's just fully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I definitely, you know, I've done signs, I feel the same way. I've seen seen some people who are so arrogant. The yeah. KISS guys, I'm sorry, the KISS guys are incredibly arrogant at book signings. And I'm like, these people are waiting online for you to sign something. See, but I, I find that hard to believe because in my dealings with Gene Simmons, he is just a <laughs> wonderful man. Can I tell you about that? Well, hold on a second. Right. We'll get traffic. Okay, We're going to do traffic. news. Right. But let's do traffic. I, I want to hear about Gene, yeah. Gene and we'll do some news with Mick here. Psycho, what's going on? WWF Superstar. They still call you WWF Superstar even if you're retired? You know, officially, all of the wrestlers are known as superstars. I know. So it <laughs> kind of takes away a little something away from it from when Test and Al Snow are considered superstars also. <laughs> what, what do you prefer? <laughs> you know, you know, I, I, I actually, I always say wrestler, you know, a, a former, a washed up, uh, has been wrestler. Uh, turned, what about uh, legend? Le legend is nice. Or or New York Times number one best-selling author always feels good. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Does. We've been saying that. Uh, I, I know you have, and I appreciate it. But uh, you know, there's one story that's in the book where that whole superstar thing came in nice, where uh, I was, uh, I just, they just started flying me in first class after 14 years in coach. I was now in first, you know, and I'm, I'm looking at Al Snow and back of me. And it's one of the flights where all the wrestlers were on the flight. So I have a little... You guys fly together? Sometimes. That sometimes. must be a pretty funny except, flight. Except when I, when we, uh, under, under a guy named Bill Watts, he insisted all the good guys and bad guys fly on separate flights. Hmm. He thought, like, we'd be fooling the, <laughs> the public if we were never yeah, well, seen that was, together. Yeah, well, that was that before it was... 
Uh, yeah, that was before. It's still not in the open in well, this guy's mind. Well, do you remember? I don't mean, I don't mean to sidetrack. You remember it was a big deal in New York. When Iron Sheik? Iron Sheik, yeah. yeah. And who was he driving with? I saw Jim Duggan. They were found riding in the mm, same not, vehicle. Not just riding, but with some uh, chemicals in the car, <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, yeah they just been beating the crap out of each other. Now they're sharing a doobie. <laughs> <laughs> well, wrestling is, at its heart, all about forgiveness. So it's nice to know the guys yeah, over their problems. Smoking the peace pipe. Yeah. I mean, how much? goes way back <laughs> but i'm on i'm on the flight and i have a little conversation with the the uh, airline attendant and she gets on this thing and she goes ladies and gentlemen american airlines would like to welcome all of the wwf superstars and al snow <laughs> <laughs> he's had a, a long running thing going on with al. Uh, yeah Actually, I saw your videotape. You guys seem to be actually pretty Yeah, fun, yeah. Right? And actually, he's on this this new show, Tough Enough. You know, the airs uh, every... Last night was the first episode where they take these 13... Well, actually... Oh, like I five, heard about yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. It was filmed up here in Connecticut Yeah, someplace. yeah. Uh, 5,000 prospective wrestlers, and they whittle it down to 13 guys who live in a house and train together. And the show, I mean, even Entertainment Weekly said, you know, uh, that on their first effort in uh, reality TV, WWF gets things shockingly. And then they said... Dare we even say poignantly right? It's supposed to be a great program, and Al is supposed to be really good in it. So it turns out that he's more interesting as himself than mm. he ever was as a wrestling character. Really? Yeah. What so is he doing on the show? He's the t he's the lead t uh, t trainer for these guys. Oh, that's cool. Apparently, he really shines. You know, he, he, you can see how how legitimate he is and how much he cares about these uh, these kids. And it's supposed to be it's supposed to be a great show. Do you uh, you make an appearance on that show? You think? I, I do make an appearance. I figured you would. <laughs> You're like a deity to these guys, though. Seriously, man. Well, you know, uh, like Triple H was on, and he was, you know, yelling at him. They got the clips, you know, where uh, where he's going, if you don't know, like it, get the bleep out, you know? Yeah. And and then I came in, and I'm like the guy going, and Triple, Triple H said, if you want to have a family, forget about it. You know, if you want to if you want to have a personal life, forget about it. This business runs everything. And I was the guy that came on, like, in week 10. I'm like, well, I have a family, you know? Oh, Jesus, it's not so bad. I travel the country. <laughs> I go on roller coasters, you know? So Completely I just, letting the air out of Triple H. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it can be done, you know, and then I got some cheap plugs in for my book, which is pretty much uh, standard fare for oh, me. Oh, just so, before we go into the news, tell us about, you said Gene Simmons, that you had a yeah. kiss experience well, or the, story? The, the last book, uh, the first book I wrote, Have a Nice Day, I, I was in uh, Hollywood because this guy thought it would make a good movie, and eventually it will. You know, if I'm too old, I'll probably be too old to play myself by the time they put it out 20 years from now. Who would you but, have uh, to play you? Uh, I'm thinking, uh, who's the guy in Men in Black? Will Smith? Will Smith. <laughs> <a nice, laughs> Does a nice job. Uh, I'm going to see if he can he cut does. it. As yeah, he's like a method actor too. Like he'll put on a few pounds for the part. Yeah. All he's got to do is put on a couple pounds, and he'll have me nailed. Uh, flat <laughs> But uh, the, so the guy Gene Simmons, a you know a movie producer, even though Detroit Rock, he just had Detroit Rock City, Oof. and the guy I'm talking is like, yeah, Gene, he's just had Detroit Rock City, and I'm thinking. Am I really supposed to pretend that Detroit Rock City was a hit in front of this this other producer? And so uh, it gets Gene on the phone and he says, Gene, uh, what do you know about mankind? And Gene starts off, I think, pretty strong. He goes, well, I know he's an attractive and powerful man, which is a good opening <laughs> line, you know? And then he says... And then he starts talking about money and how much of it is uh, does Vince McMahon own and how much, you know, he's talking dollars and cents. And then he says, you know, I gave McMahon the idea for the demon and uh, oh. he wanted too much money. So I brought it to WCW and I'm thinking, 
Does Gene not realize that the demon is the biggest flop in the history of the industry? Or that when Kiss was on the WCW show, it was like 700,000 households switched channels over our show simultaneously, like at the same time. It didn't work. Uh, it, didn't, it just didn't work. I heard they were lip syncing and, and it looked bad. Yeah. And, and then he said, he goes, well, you know, i got to be honest, I'm already tied up in, a, uh, in uh, the making of the Sable story, the Rena Merrow story. And and I, you know you know my like it, my respect for the guy was just vanishing. It was I was like just and I was like Gene, yeah, you and everybody else, <laughs> they're losing a lot of credibility over the years. He's getting at that. I don't know what he's where his head's at. I mean, I guess if he's feeling that you know, hey, we're retiring, let's just get every dollar we yeah, can. Yeah, yeah, That's what it looks like. And head for the hills. I thought selling I, everything. I thought I was a shameless self promoter until I met him. Oh man, amateur. They are an amateur because they take lessons from him. All right, will you sit with us and do some news? Yeah, definitely. All right, here we go. Well, friends and co-workers are reacting with sadness to the death of actor Carol O'Connor. Gene Stapleton, who played Edith to his Archie Bunker, says he was one of the most intelligent and generous people she's ever worked with. O'Connor died of a heart attack yesterday at age 76. Do you like that show, man? Yeah, as a matter of fact, in my book, I listed it in my top ten uh, shows mm. and said that uh, Archie Bunker's lovable bigot was an American treasure. No That's kidding. Just, uh, you, you, know, you can't miss with that show. Every single yeah. one is a classic. It's just I remember. Tremendous. It was amazing, though, the first time I saw him or the Edith Bunker character. What was his name again? Um, Gene Stapleton. Yeah. Out of character. I mean, they were really acting. Yeah. I, I mean, usually the character... I mean, you see De Niro. He, I can't tell the difference between him and the taxi driver. He seems pretty psychotic right. to me. But they also made, well, the practically have English accents. Mm -hmm. They were such serious actors. Mm -hmm. That was a great part. Huh? He'll be missed. Meantime, the music world... Perfect ending. ...is mourning the death of bluesman John Lee Hooker. Yeah. He died in his sleep of natural causes yesterday at age 83. Hooker had recorded more than 100 albums with songs such as Boom Boom... And Boogie Chillin' Hooker won a Grammy for his version of I'm in the Mood. This is a classic right here. Boom, down, down, down. It's great in the Blues Brothers. Did you like the Blues Brothers? Yes, I did. He's in that movie. Yeah, the Blues Brothers 1 or 2. And, <laughs> I didn't say 2000. <laughs> it was in 1 when they went to pick up Mac Guitar Murphy. He was playing on the streets. Boom, 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 boom. Hey, can I put out in the, the TV version of Blues Brothers, it kind of loses something when uh, John Belushi's talking to the Penguin. And the whole idea is she's supposed to be slapping him for using such bad language, but they can't use the language. Mm. So he's like, hey, and she's like, don't you... <laughs> Just thought I'd point that out. Well, that's one point where you really need the bad words. Hey, Noel's like climbing all over uh, you like yeah, a ride. I, I am like a toy. To You're her. like a monkey bars. <laughs> I, she says I'm the most comfortable chair in the world. And like, <laughs> she heard me saying, you know, geez, I got to lose a few pounds. You know, uh, there's a. The, you know, to escape the indignity of not fitting in the roller coasters. She's like, Dad, I don't want you to lose weight. And I said, well, why not, hon? She goes, you won't be as comfy anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what Michelle said to you? <laughs> well, Andrea Yates has reportedly told Houston police that she drowned four of her children in a bathtub then chased her seven-year-old son through the house and drowned him as well. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh at that. Psycho Dan sent through mm -hmm. a... a um, Apparently somebody else died. D. Snyder. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Apparently, I died yesterday. And I didn't know it. <laughs> or was that my radio career? No, it was just your music career. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Now, I didn't mean to laugh. This is tragic. Do you hear this, Mick? Yeah. Oh what, what's she God. blaming on? Postpartum uh, depression or something? Well, yeah, well, apparently her husband says she was suffering from that and had been when she had her fourth child and then had been medicated and had been okay. And then she'd had the fifth child. And then soon after, her father died. And so she was again going through severe depression. They tried to medicate her, but obviously... You it wasn't working. Yeah, you, you aren't in your right mind. <laughs> it's terrible. Apparently, no. I'll say apparently, apparently, the medication I heard she was on the medication to get to schizophrenics. Right. She was on heavy yeah. medication. She was really in a bad way. I mean, no. You obviously, no one in her right mind kills her five children systematically. So, do you see the husband talking on the? No, uh, she pretty. It was devastated. weird to me. He, he's weird because, and I, I'm not gonna. I can't even begin can't. to fathom what I would be going through emotionally. But he's in one hand, you see him, he's just weeping over his children. And the other yeah. hand, okay. he loves this woman who has been, is, is in, who was in a, mm -hmm. in a really bad state. And he's, he sort of understands what happened. Even though it's yeah. like it's weird to hear him talking because he knew what she was going through and he knew how bad she was, but, but he never thought it would go to this, turn to this. I couldn't believe that he was even able to function. Uh, that's what shocked me the most. Yeah. Not, even beyond anything he said, I couldn't believe that he had his faculties enough to stand up and talk. That was weird. It was yeah, yeah. Even if you were confused about your yeah. feelings, I don't know if I'd be, I'd be able to speak. I can't imagine holding a press conference. I guess some people it's cathartic when you need to explain what happened. But he was holding a picture of his five kids. Yeah. I can't even add anything to that. It's just uh, yeah. man. That's yeah, what can you say? One of the you hear something like that like every once a year. There's something that that wild and I know. Then for women like me who I haven't had any kids yet, I think. Good Lord. Somebody better keep an eye on me if I have kids. Well, it's nerve-wracking. They did a thing on Nightline last night, and they said, well, you know, postpartum depression, how bad can it be? But they said a quick search, a whole pile yeah. of articles came out of severe. people who have killed their mm -hmm. children in the postpartum, who have claimed postpartum depression. And then they started interviewing doctors, and they said... It's what 10% of the women have, have, a, have a bad depressive yeah. state, but there's a small, small percentage who just go over the edge. Yeah, hey, even, like suicidal. Uh, even Marie Osmond, you know, yeah. her, her last book dealt with her postpartum depression. She, oh, she, she, she left took her whole off family, and she yeah. left home. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe she was doing the right thing. She knew that she was not handling She would have killed. She would, I can't imagine. <laughs> what she could do, bite him to death? <laughs> <laughs> Those big teeth? <laughs> the teeth are coming! Yeah. <laughs> the teeth! Well, a 20-year-old Farmington man is facing charges after allegedly driving naked around the West Farms Mall. <laughs> Police say Keith Johnson was arrested allegedly. at his home. <laughs> Hours after he was spotted following women in his car in the mall parking lot while completely naked. That, that would seem kind of either cut and dried. Either you're naked or you're not naked. Police say two women uh, who were confronted by the naked driver identified him in a lineup. This is not his first arrest for indecent exposure. He's apparently a serial exposure. So they did a lineup and then someone said... They do genital lineups. I don't, I don't know. realize. Have you seen my wiener? <laughs> well, good news for Bill Gates. He is still. Oh, by the way, this yeah. is all. I'm just Nick. This is all in your headphones. Okay, yeah. it's not playing. Oh, she in the can't room. hear this. No. No, she can't hear those sound, sound effects. Oh, okay. Well, she hears our voices only. When I heard something about using the words "do," "but," and "it," but not in that order, I was like, 
Uh oh, I'm not sure. This whole daughter, oh, yeah. bringing the daughter Do it to work in the is, butt. She that can't hear that. Yeah, she can't hear that. Thank Give goodness. me the other one. <laughs> 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 you can't hear. <laughs> Magic. Can't hear that. <laughs> I yell that all the time. At How home. about take everything you got? <laughs> One more for him. There is that she can't hear. Whip out everything you got and do it in the butt. <laughs> Sometimes I don't even think I should be hearing some of them. So. She takes over headphones. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so good news for Bill Gates. He is still the richest man on the planet, according to the latest ranking by Forbes. Warren Buffett. Going into the number two spot. Gates is Margaritaville is the number two <laughs> richest man in the world? The Warren Buffett. Oh, different guy. Although I okay. think Jimmy Buffett's probably up there somewhere. <laughs> Which is disgusting. So Gates, uh, Gates... Warren Buffett. I hate his music. Those damn chip heads. The bad news... <laughs> <laughs> the bad news for Bill Gates is that last year he was worth $60 billion. This year, he's only worth $58.7 billion. That's got to hurt. He took a hit. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Allen slips down into third. Place. Where's Nick on that list? <laughs> Not ranking. Also rants. Bill Clinton, moving steadily toward a spot on the list, looks like he could get an $8 million advance to write his autobiography. That's what I'm holding out for, Mick. I don't know what kind of advance you got, but I'm not writing my book until I get an $8 mm -hmm. million dollar advance. Do you know how many books he'd have to sell just for him to break even? I don't understand it. It's a, it's a little frustrating to me, like when Marsha Clark gets a $4 million mm -hmm. advance and then my book sells five times more than hers does. But you know? do you get some on the back end, too? Yeah, but uh, not as much as I should. Yeah. I don't have a very good publishing deal. Oh, well, I, I, I think that you're probably confused... <laughs> By your publisher <laughs> when you walk in the room. I saw her ad. What is the name of the company? Judith. Judith Regan. Judith, Judith oh, Regan. Okay. She's wrapped in a blanket nude. That's <laughs> she's the publisher of a guy. She's going, I like to read books at bedtime. I'm like what kind of publisher is that? Well, you know what? Uh, uh, this was a deal that WWF signed, and it turned mm -hmm. out when I wrote the first book that uh, that I negotiated the deal before I was going to actually write it. When they had a, a you know a ghostwriter doing the deal, and then when I turned around and did it myself, and it and it did really well. Nobody in the in, in I wasn't expecting it to do well, and especially people in the book world weren't expecting it to do well. Uh, so so you know you kind of live with the deal you made. But on the bright side, Judith Regan, the woman with the uh, towel wrapped around her, who likes to read books in bed has made me a very nice offer for a, a first novel so oh great uh, so it looks like i might uh, you know and don't get me wrong i've made some money on these books just not proportionate to right. what bill clinton would pull in yeah. well this won't make you feel any better here are the uh <laughs> <laughs> i want to take your headphones biggest off advances for nonfiction books uh the pope 8.5 million dollars What's oh. he going to do with it well he is a direct line to god apparently yeah. hillary clinton eight million former president she got eight million that was her biggest advances for nonfiction books. And she did write that. Uh, it takes a, a village mm. to keep an eye on my husband. Yeah, but I don't I think, think it's for that. I, I don't think it's for that. This is for the, you know, you got to tell us what happened. tell all oh, okay. Reagan, for four books, had an $8 million advance. I don't. No, as though he got around to it. I'm feeling he did. He was, um, he was actually quite a quite a writer. Mm. Yeah, I well, never those knew that. love letters were those were really sweet. I yeah, do have to yeah. say the ones that they most published. recent book is a lot of gibberish. <laughs> 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 like it's just a bunch of letters on a typewriter. <laughs> You're not making Mick feel any better. General Electric. That one did make me yeah. feel a little better. <laughs> General Electric boss John Welsh, seven point one million, and former Treasury Secretary Robert Rubin, six million. Robert no Rubin. offense, but. 
I can't imagine it's going to be. I've got to be good for four. Let me, let me tell you a little something about the, the business world. I've been told, uh, like, for example, I was at a book signing uh, a year and a half. My see daughter what's going is on pulling here. me away from the microphone. No, Noelle is working her father <laughs> over like she's wrestling around a mat. <laughs> He's wearing her as a hat. It's amazing you can still talk. I did a, a book signing, and uh, the woman said at the bookstore said, this is the, this is the biggest crowd we've ever had besides Fabio. And, uh, <laughs> and I said, you really? feel pretty damn yeah, good. Yeah, it made me that. feel real good. It's like almost like when somebody said, "This is the most." I was at a, uh, a park, and they said, "You get even more attention than Joey McIntyre of New Kids on the Block." Boy, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I want to be remembered. But uh, um, uh, go ahead. I forgot what I was going to talk about. Oh, I'm getting. I've uh, been offered this came in. Oh, right? I know. Oh, I know what it was. Go and on. then she goes, "But the difference between you and Fabio is at least you wrote your own book." And I was like. Wait a second. I remember when Fabio's book came out. It was a big deal that the uh, guy who modeled on the books, you know, wrote his own book. And she was like, come on. <laughs> and she said she's been on tour with business people. A lot of uh, successful businessmen will have people write books for them. Mm -hmm. She says they'll have to look through their own book before they go on yeah. radio or television just to know what's in there. Oh, Fabio's dumb as a stump. Come on. Seriously. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, <laughs> who is this Fabio you speak of? Oh, it's me. New survey says nearly half of Americans who use public toilets flush with their feet. And raise right your here, hands. I started. That's Foot flusher. Everybody, started. I'm a, I'm a. Sean, I'm you touched the handle with your hand. Yeah. Since when don't you do that? Since you realize since that people wipe their butts <laughs> before they get to the sink, and then they press down uh, the lever. And now that you know that nearly half are using their foot. Oh, like dark size feet? Well, yeah. not their bare feet, their shoed feet. Oh, I take my shoes off to flush. 60% uh, hover over the toilet seat to avoid touching anything germy. Since I don't use them, I, I don't hover. If in the emergency situation, which I don't like to use public... Crappers. Right, sure. I, you know, I'll do the cover the seat with uh, with all the paper. <laughs> you know, I think. That's you know that used to not be considered manly, but now I I'd, I'd say that. yeah, I, I use a lot of paper too. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, of the percent that don't flush with their feet, twenty percent of those will use a paper towel as protection. Okay, not a bad Sean, idea. you should think about doing. See, a I've got of a these personal things. germ story to give you guys. You want to hear it? Okay. When I was in Malaysia, apparently they don't get a lot of. Uh, what? <laughs> you want to add something to this, son? No. Okay. When I was in <laughs> when I was in Malaysia, they don't get a lot of entertainment there. So when I was appearing, it was like a huge deal, and there was people. I mean, it was quite a sight. It was like those circular, what are they called, rotundas or whatever. I'm in the middle, and there's people going six, seven stories mm -hmm. up. I mean, it's really flatter. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. And it, there were so many people that I I had to shake with both hands, like right hand, left hand, right hand, left hand, and about three times. Middle I hands. Heard, <laughs> not, not the middle hand. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a hand. <laughs> it's a baby's hand. <laughs> but about three times I heard a father. I whip this out. <laughs> I heard fathers yell, "Not the left, not the left," and that just seemed a little strange to me. At the end of the tour, they didn't tell me the people I was with didn't tell me right then why they can't shake with the left hand. And at the end of the tour, I said, "Do you know why they're not supposed to shake with the left hand?" I said, "No." You want to say it? They wipe their butts with their plain hands. Yeah, they wipe their butts with their left hand uh, according to their religion, and then they wash they wash that hand off. And I'm, I'm like, why? They said, well, no you know, toilet paper. 
toilet paper hadn't been invented at the time of the... No toilet paper. Yes. Oh. No toilet paper. So ever since then, I've been really like... Like, I go to this thing tonight, I'll probably tape up two fingers and pretend to have a hand injury. But it's actually, you know, I'm, I'm just a little paranoid. And since I stopped shaking so many hands, it's always when I come out of the bathroom, it's like inevitable. Come out of the bathroom at the airport. I'm one of these guys shakes, wash my hands seven, eight times a day. I'll come out and there's that guy holding the hand like mm. way up high, like he's coming in for the kill. He's going, <laughs> I've got to shake your hand. Translated to me means... I'm going to take my sack out and put it in your hand. You know, it's like, <laughs> that's what it means to me. It's, I, I'm, I'm terrified of it. And it sounds bad. Oh, is that, is no. that, that was Carol Burnett's voice. Is that what you came up with? Mr. Sacco? Was that the insulation? I used to use that Sacco. I'd put it on the left hand and I'd always shake with it because it sounds terrible. I mean, uh, wasn't it Donald Trump who said he didn't want to yeah. shake hands? With Be like, what do you mean you're not going to shake hands? And I'm thinking, if Princess Diana is coming over, to, to you know, to meet people, don't you think there's some pervert who's going to go? Oh, she's a princess. Huh? Well, let me tag. I've got something for the princess type oh, of thing. <laughs> I'm not until now. Not until now. Maybe it's just me. Then. It is just you. Just me. I do it in church. I'll when I before the handshake, I'll look around for a little while and I'll see you know who's you know which little kids been rubbing their nose and stuff. Oh my god, and you I'll, guys are I'll way avoid too paranoid. Those kids with the shit. I'm telling you, back in '76, we were real close. The Fonz was leading the thumbs up revolution. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that that was going to be hey. coming. Hey. You know, just call her, hey. No more handshaking. <laughs> just an A. The sixth annual Air Guitar World Championships is now open to contenders. This event will be held in Finland on August 24th. Contestants will be given marks one to six by a panel of judges on their stage charisma, originality, artistry, and airness. <laughs> judges also look out for contestants who throw oneself into the mercy of the music. This is where it all begins! All must play air guitar to a compulsory guitar tune. Last year it was Motorhead's Ace of Spades <sighs> and a track of their own choice. How sweet is that song? The main prize is... As a long as you don't have to watch <laughs> Lemmy singing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on! The head the main prize is a Washburn electric guitar and, quote, the glory of being the world's best air guitar. Oh, big air guitars. I, that's some of my stage moves to this day are an air guitar yes, moment. Gotta have an air guitar moment in there. <laughs> I'm just thinking of when I try to talk my son into being Lemmy from Motorhead for Halloween. <laughs> I want when you're putting big warts on his face and stuff. <laughs> big warts. Walking around going, Suzette <laughs> like, calls him lump face. <laughs> He's got huge lumps. On. What, Darcy, you never play air guitar? No, I do, but I wouldn't join a uh, go for a contest. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty lame. <laughs> I mean, I think everybody's air guitar. No. Ms. Lockwood. Sure. Oh, I like to air drum. You air drum? Sure. Look, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> You know, for a while, when I was really into Jethro Tull, I was into the big air flute. Air fluting. Oh, shit. Sure. Yeah. the solo, I'd be like, thinking I was cool. Like, yeah, you know, now he's skin fluting. <laughs> <laughs> Tull, yeah, go out, Tull. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. There we go. I like the live album. Was the stuff, did you ever hear the live album? Yeah. It was like much heavier. Yeah. 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 I really don't mind if you This song I like. Not a big Aqualung fan. <laughs> Well, eyebrow piercings, Starks, I did, this will interest you. You have one, have been banned 
at one Chicago company because they may conduct electricity. <laughs> Three workers at Chicago phone company Ameritech Corp. have been told eyebrow rings or studs could be fatal hazards. The three workers were suspended without pay after refusing to take out the jewelry. They say it's a fashion statement and a personal freedom. Ameritech says the studs could obstruct someone's vision or could be hit by lightning or attract electricity from another source while working on cables. Now, they're phone line workers, so they don't just sit in the office. Sean, see that, that plug? Leave it in the wall. Cut the end off. Bring it over to Darkside's eye. Let's see if we can touch like That was the biggest load of crap I've ever heard. So, of course, they're fighting back and forth. They say, the company says safety. These people say it's discrimination against them. Could so. get struck by yeah. lightning? Wow. Oh, well, back to the kitchen. I smell something burning. <laughs> it seems to me like it's kind of a flimsy argument on the company's part. but And it does not impair eyesight one bit. I'd never even notice I have it. Once in a while, it would cast a shadow, but, you know. <laughs> I had an 80-year-old woman at a book signing with a, uh, an eyebrow ring, and I said, Jesus, and ma'am, you're the oldest woman I've ever seen with one of those. She goes, that's not the only place I'm oh. No! Oh. 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 Nick wants to have her address. <laughs> nice beaver. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Well, here's an upsetting story. A father is in trouble with the law in Pennsylvania for allegedly attacking the cookie monster. Please say 22-year-old Lee McFadder was upset because the cookie monster wouldn't pose with his daughter at the Sesame Street or Sesame Place theme park in Langhorne, Pennsylvania. People so, get very upset about stuff like that. According to authorities, he shoved the character, actually a young woman inside. Then when she fell to the ground, he kicked her in the head and back. McFadder maintains he'd never do anything like that, especially in front of his daughter. Did the daughter then lay down next to the cookie monster so I could snap a quick picture? Quick! <laughs> while, she's, while he's unconscious! <laughs> he says the cookie monster is his three-year-old's favorite character. McFadder is now free on bail, pending a court hearing. And the girl suffers some injuries, like a, like pelvic bruising and, and other injuries in the attack. There was a movie... What somebody to do that? I don't know. There was a maybe. Maybe she said something. There was a movie. <laughs> what did she have wait, said? wait, 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 wait. I'm trying to remember. With Tom Arnold was in it. And yeah, 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 yeah. It was um, called nine, nine months. Nine with months. Hugh Grant. With Hugh Grant. Right. Did you ever see it? They attacked no, some characters. She... His girlfriend gets pregnant, and so he goes with to a toy store. Right. And there's a Barney-like character there, right. and. The character says something like, you know, like, you know, why don't you take off your dress or something, make some right. comment. And he winds up getting into a fist fight and they're pounding the lights out of this Barney <laughs> character on the floor. And all the kids are around like freaking out and they're kicking his ass. This must have been awful. I told you, I almost took out Tigger at Dis Walt Disney World What did Tigger ago. do? He sort of made a, a lewd gesture to my wife. No kidding. With my girlfriend then, he went after her. He's like, he was like, mm. he went after. I said, calm the f down, Tigger. Take you know, something. You know what? It reminds something's wrong with the guys there at Hundred Acre Wood because I, it was obvious when I was at Disneyland a few years ago that you know they can't talk, and he was trying to communicate with me somehow, right? Like to let me know that he knew me. And all of a sudden, Winnie the Pooh was doing the DX crotch chop. <laughs> Disneyland. No, you're you kidding. Know, I am not kidding. Yeah, well, you know what that is? <laughs> Winnie the your genitals was, was chopping his genitals. It's just suck it. That's a, a suck it symbol. <laughs> Pooh. Nice job.
<laughs> well, I'll try to... Mm, yeah. we, have a, we have a youngster in the room, but I'll, I'll try to do this somewhat veiled. Okay. Police in South Africa have arrested a 16-year-old boy for having um, a close relationship with two hens. Oh. How close? As close as you can get. Inside? The chickens died after the incident. Oh! oh. <laughs> Whatever, they can't hear the headphones. Uh. The boy confessed to his mother after she asked where the two missing hens had gone. Oh, yeah, the boy is now yeah, being sent to a psychiatric oh, yeah, facility. Yeah, oh, now. Oh, baby. Damn, bitch. Got no, come on. Oh, but that's good. At oh, least yeah, he was baby. honest. Oh, yeah, I guess. He's like, it's he could be president that. of our yeah. country. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot tell a lie. Right. George Washington yeah. chopped down the cherry tree, and this guy had uh, relations with a chicken. <laughs> it's very, very tough to expound on that one. We'll have to rely on dark size, uh, dark size things. We're running out of time here, Ben. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll do just a, a couple more neck and then I'll get out of here. Okay. Um, this story is sad in the beginning but then takes a funny turn. A terminally ill Chinese woman is advertised in newspapers to find another wife for her husband. 27 year old woman has terminal cancer and she says she wants a virtuous, caring and kind woman who doesn't mind poverty. Virtuous? What's going on here again? She's her, she's dying, and she's advertising for a new wife for her husband. Is she sure she's dying? Has she asked Arnold? <laughs> what is it's Arnold? a tumor. Oh, so, yeah, it's a tumor. So, okay. So you have to not mind living in poverty. That's what it says in the ad. And there have been four responses so far. See, that's that's a hell, that's, that's a real that's a nice offer, Nick. You're looking for a place. Yeah, it sounds yes. perfect. <laughs> a dying old woman who's broke. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Lantino style. Let me just mention that tomorrow is the series finale of Xena, Warrior Princess on the WB. That series wraps up after a pretty long run. Okay. Now your sound effects would be appropriate, Dark Side Dave. There we go. And also, just we mentioned this, so I wanted to fit this in. South Park had sort of a landmark episode that's going to be running again 10 p.m. on Saturday and 2.30 a.m. and 11 p.m. on Sunday. The episode had the S word 163 times unbleeped wow. in the yeah. episode. But they took advantage of the fact, I think it was NYPD Blue that used the S word. It was a big oh, deal. Yeah, yeah. So the whole show is basically about the fact that the kids are all excited because... A TV show is going to have the S word on it, and all they talk about is the S word. And since they didn't bleep it, these guys felt they didn't have to bleep it either. And they had a counter on the bottom. So it's going right. one, it's clicking by. Every time they say the S word, they got to 163 S words. In a half hour. In a half hour. That's a lot of S words. I'd like to watch Jeez. it just to check it out. Uh, baseball, Red Sox 7-4 over Tampa Bay. Yankees rained out in Detroit. Montreal over the Mets 10-3. Clouds, showers, high around 80 today. Tonight, cloudy, patchy fog, scattered showers, 60s. And tomorrow, early showers, then clouds in 80. 65 at 845. Nine. All right, we're here with Mick Foley, WWF legend. And superstar. And best-selling <laughs> author. That's a cooler one, actually. That's a much cooler now, one. No, it's cool to have something badass and then, you know, go from there into, yeah. like, something, doing something else is cool. That's why, that's why I'm so cool. Uh, he's in town. Why is he in town? Well, tonight at 6 p.m., 6 to, say 6 to 8 p.m., but you get there by 7, if it, you know, as long as it takes. Make signing his new book. Foley is good. Right, and this is the last book signing. So, Will you uh, sign any of your books? 
I think it has to. As long as they have the new one, the new then one. I'll okay. sign all the other ones too. But that's the one thing they do ask is that you don't bring a whole bunch of uh, you know dolls, and right, right. pieces, scraps of paper, and things like that. Yeah, yeah it's kind of tough. You see those guys come in with their entire collection, uh, and they're so dedicated. You know, it's kind of tough. To, is that tough to say well, no? Well, well, you know what? It's uh, generally speaking, it's the guys who wait the least amount of time who want the most things signed for nothing. Oh, really? Yeah, it always works out that oh, way. Oh, and do you wonder about people who are selling you stuff? Some people do. You know, you, you go to a... You probably went through the same thing. Oh, you're absolutely. A, a hotel, and, and someone will have a whole stack of things. You'll say, well, you know, I'll sign like, two, you know, two. And they'll have the professional pictures, which is always a sign that they're mm -hmm. selling them. And as you're signing for other people, they'll actually try to, like, get back in the little group to get more things signed. They'll up. have multiples of the same thing. Yeah. And then they'll say, or oh, my favorite is... Use this blue pen, right? Because that's the fit. Like mm. they want it in blue. Oh, don't personalize. Don't it. personalize. No, no, no. Who's it for? There's a whole article in the New York Times Sunday Magazine this week about professional autograph seekers and all of the things that they do and how much money they make doing this and their tricks that they do. Like if you personalize it, they can use acetone yeah. and take off the name. And there are a whole bunch of these people who just make yeah. you know hundreds of thousands of dollars a year selling your autograph. You, know, you know what the nice thing is is that. Uh, I have signed my name so many times. We've books the and all things. Yeah, there is not a, the people who show up, uh, you know, to get the book signed are really just they want to have the book yeah. signed. There's not a whole lot of there's not a whole big Mick Foley autograph market out there. No, at this I mean point. you make a joke about that, but I feel the same way about it. I, I it's the same way. I just you know I know some people are going to be selling them. I see them online. Right. I, somebody who's selling a guitar, I signed. Yeah, and I just figure. I signed every, any and all autographs. This way it's now a big commodity and people who appreciate it appreciate it. And yeah. those who are trying to make money off it are going to find it's really not worth all that much. There's <laughs> <laughs> too many of them around. It's not that rare. All right. Before we take a break here, we're going to do uh, traffic and then we'll take a break. Come back. Uh, we're gonna. What are we gonna have? We got Rob Dibble supposed to be calling in. Mick Foley's here, of course. Uh, we've got. We, oh, Nick did an interview with the Edge. The yesterday. Edge, yeah. He was a buddy of yours. Yes. So um, Noelle's wearing his. Uh -oh. uh, uh, wearing the do -rag. headband, yeah, the do rag. She looks cool, doesn't mm -hmm, she? Very cool. We got that. Uh, we we also have the uh, was it the Snide remark? Someone was getting uh, invitations to D Day. We're celebrating two year anniversary of D Snyder Radio. Big celebration nice. next Friday at Six Flags, New England. Right. And and uh, Seven Mary Three is going to be there. The band to play a song cumbersome. They got a new album out. Let's have a big. It's going to be pretty cool. Superman about the Ride right. is one of the best. Uh, We're right in the world. there. Oh, nice. How'd you like to come down and you can get, they're going to open it up early for our listeners. I, I might do that. We'll, we'll get, take your whole family. I, I might we'll do set that. Them up. Hmm. I'm within driving we'll, range. We'll talk about that. And if you want, when, uh, when we come back, I can tell you about my personal experiences with a chicken. <laughs> okay, everybody. <laughs> get the, we got your buckets ready. All right. Psycho Dan, give us traffic and then we'll take a break. Now back to D Snyder Radio. See my peeps? Can't wait. What do you want? Any word on Dibble? No, nothing yet. No Dibble. He must have, uh, I don't know, it's, uh, I was going to ask him and make some mentions about him in the new Sports Illustrated. You know who Rob Dibble is, man? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I mean, pitcher, right? Yeah, the nasty boy Rob Dibble from yeah. Cincinnati Reds. He's your sports guy. Yeah. He's a closer, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so usually Fridays he calls in, but sometimes stuff happens. Have you been on their show with Dan Patrick? I don't think so. No. We can't really give him any crap because we don't pay him or anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's doing us a big favor. It's kind of tough. The, sport, the real sports world has kind of shunned me, actually. No, actually, the, the athletes, uh, it's funny because uh, a lot of sports fans, you know, they don't like wrestling. They think we're not real athletes, but right. the athletes themselves love us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so. Rob loves wrestling. Yeah. Loves wrestling. Yeah. But I think about it. We don't pay Nick much, and we give him a lot of crap. Hasn't <laughs> <laughs> stopped us with him. No. Well, Dibble, I've noticed that he's normally very consistent uh, calling in on Fridays, but uh, since he's gotten his new Porsche, mm. he hasn't been as consistent. And during baseball season, he does baseball tonight. Yeah. Stuff like that. Monday, we're supposed to have an interview with Dave Navarro. He's the founder of Jane's Addiction. They play with the Chili's, and mm-hmm. he's, uh, he's got a new solo CD out called Trust No One. And later next week, Saga Z Voss, of course, Psycho Dan's game show. Talking about Psycho Dan. Psycho Dan has this uh, mick. He's got this thing about he can't go to the bathroom when other people are in the room. Right. What's it called again? Shy bladder syndrome? Uh, pararesis. Pararesis. Have you, have you heard of that or seen it? But or the s- technical word is shy bladder syndrome. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> technical word. I just went in the bathroom. And the traffic guy was at the sink. And there was somebody in a stall. And then I was going to the bathroom. And who came walking out of the urinal? Psycho Dan. What do you mean he's overcoming? I don't know. Seriously, this guy can't. He waits outside the bathroom. He'll go to a ball game. Right. And he won't go for nine innings. Right. He won't have a beer because he can't go to the bathroom at the stadium. He's afraid of the comparisons, probably. Well, I say that some people say it has to do with that. And it's called stage fright. Uh, actually, but... Uh, wow. But it's actually a, a, a sickness. Yeah, I so was so proud of So he was in the stall. He's hanging his head in shame over there. <laughs> do you, Dan, do you feel dirty? I mean, maybe he got caught in there that people came in. And oh, is that what happened? Maybe. He went in there. All of a sudden, he's mid-going. And then, then he couldn't, because everybody was in there. All of a sudden, the room was full. Dan, how you doing, man? You kinda, he's, he's coming in. He's got, yeah, he's got to come in, because we got to find out what the hell happened in there, because that was pretty amazing. Did you get caught in there, and other people started coming in? Well, I ran in there, and uh, I knew that there wasn't much time commercial-wise, so I had to go in there and get my thing done. And, uh, yeah, the other traffic guy was in there, but he was just finishing up. So I go into the stall, lock the door, and... To wait it out? Yeah, I'm getting ready, and I hear Kip flush, and he's he's doing his thing, getting ready to leave, and then I hear, what's up, man? And I'm like, oh. Oh, no. he didn't go. <laughs> oh, so he didn't go. So you still have to go. No, I couldn't. I walked out and made it seem like I went. I it seemed good. Hands. It seemed good. <laughs> it's all an act. Oh, it's all, oh, you poor bastard. I feel so bad for you. We're here with Mick Foley and his daughter, Nicole. Noel. Noel, sorry. <laughs> His other daughter, Noel. What was that? Did you call me an a-hole? <laughs> Everybody calls me. Nicole, it happens. Yeah, that's quite a bit. My wife's name is Colette. Her name is Noel. Oh. And so people just, you know. Put them together. Put the yeah, Nicolette. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like some sort of gum. Nicolette. And uh, he's signing his book, Foley is Good, in Bristol at the Walmart tonight, that's 6 right. p.m. He's that's in right. town. Are you going to be hitting any other stations? Are the country stations no, all over? No. no? Uh, you know, I did a call in yesterday. But uh, this is, apparently they're really excited about the thing and uh, about the signing. And so uh, my publisher's like, you don't even really need to go in and pr- pr- promote it. I'm like, but I like hanging out with the guys, wow. you know, yeah. and that, you know. We appreciate that's it. Nice. Yeah. That's nice. Got some reactions to some of the things that have been going on this past week. 
Uh, we got a letter here that says, Dear Dee, uh, somehow regarding the Ted Nugent interview. Mm -hmm. See, we had Ted, we taped an interview with him. Right. And Darkseid went to town with the sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> and actually started, well, he was talking about his parents dying of alcoholism. And right. Darkseid's paying taps, the sound of people drinking. Burping. Burping. <laughs> but he didn't really realize that he was just sort of getting carried away. So we felt much shame. So Ted called in, but Ted was pretty cool. And Sun Service says, somehow Ted Nugent's latest visit to your show just wasn't the same without dark side sound effects. <laughs> Ted Nugent is an intolerable ass, and at least the sound effects made the interview amusing. Funny how a little public opinion managed to turn you into his supporters. That's not the case, Carol. That's not the case. I'm, Ted and I are friends, and I don't agree with everything he has mm -hmm. to say. But he's very... Ever heard Ted talk? He goes for him for but guns and... Oh, yeah, yeah. He's very entertaining. Yeah. I mean, he's got a definite view on things. I mean, you just... he You kind of just get a kick out of him. Yeah. I mean, he's not like evil or anything his, like his that. lead singer was Derek Smalls, was it? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Derek Smalls. That was Spinal Tap. Oh, it's it was Derek somebody, though. Derek St. John. Der or yeah, Derek St. John. And he admitted on Behind the Music that he didn't like Derek getting the attention, you know? I mean, he said, hey, there's only one one room for one guy, and it wasn't Derek, or something like yeah. that. Like, at least he had the guts to admit it was professional. Oh, jealousy. yeah, it was the Amboy Dukes, and it was Ted Newton and the Amboy Dukes and it was Ted Nugent <laughs> and then anybody who got in his way they were, they were out the window uh, people oh, well, I'm not going to get into the Grateful Dead Daryl and Eric from Bristol we had a lot of support uh, Spartacus uh, everybody calling in was writing in was pretty much not fans of the Grateful Dead let's just say certainly They've got more than one fan. You happen to be a deadhead by any chance? Well, you know, I, I I like some of the dead, but I'll be honest. I went to see them in Syracuse, and like the fans were going nuts while they were tuning their instruments for ten minutes on stage. You know, like I, I you know, I, I, I appreciate a good a, a good show, and it doesn't have to be all lights and lasers and stuff. But I mean, the fans are like, "What?" And they're the guys like, <laughs> like, "I could do that." Well, they're so wasted. <laughs> Everything seems exciting. And then remember I told you about the wedding cameras. If, you, if you've been to a wedding now, they put the cameras on the table. No. At each oh, that's a new thing now. Go to a wedding, go to the reception, and they put one of those disposable cameras and basically oh, yeah, yeah, sure. take pictures around the table. It's a nice idea. Right. And I told Beth, who's getting married in September, that I know musicians and wedding bands who take pictures of their privates. And before the people get there, they take the cameras, they go in the bathroom and take pictures of their ass and their genitals, and they leave on the table. So their mom's developing the pictures while you're on your honeymoon. So, oh, oh, and there's some disgusting genitals. Anyway, uh, Stacy Prince uh, from Middlesex Hospital wrote in and said, I had those cameras on tables at my wedding, uh, at, at, and they are the best pictures. You always run the risk of the drunkards doing the nasty, mm -hmm. but Beth, it's worth the risk. I think risk. we will, yeah, definitely. Because it's a good thing. And uh, Robin says, D, you're right about the cameras being placed on tables at weddings. You always see that now, but hey, you gave me a great idea. Uh, next <laughs> wedding I'm going to is for an uptight kind of couple that'll get their panties in a bunch when they see what I'm going to take a picture of. <laughs> I may have inspired Beth, a few people. I better have some good shots on this. Beth, can I have an easy remedy? Just keep the cameras uh, in the in the wrapper until and keep them in yeah. the box on the table. I'm, I'm not worried about the. Ho I'm not worried about the people who are working. I'm worried about this crew. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dark side. So you give them the camera. And dark side. I'll just have to step off for a minute, and they go into the bathroom and they'll go. <laughs> 24 
exposures. <laughs> 24 <laughs> angles. Different angles. He's, all of a sudden, he's Hitchcock in there. He has to get 24 different angles. Paint. Is that the Paint. Paint. <laughs> all right. Hey, wait a minute. Rob Dibble is on the hotline. He's in Chicago calling in. What a guy. This is his intro music. When he'd come out of the bullpen, this is what they would play, Mick. I like it. It's, it's not badass. quite I Want to Rock, but it's... Uh, yeah. You know, you know, you know <laughs> we'll somebody was using I Want to Rock. <laughs> Unfortunately, he turned out to be a bigot. <laughs> happily, Rob Dibble is not. Please welcome Rob. Hey, Rob, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, D. How you doing? Good to talk to you. I'm glad you're calling in. What are you, in a different time zone there in Chicago? Yeah, it's a little earlier. I'm in uh, town. They're roasting Mike Ditka tonight. And oh. uh, we got 750 people and all his former players and stuff and Jim McMahon and McMichael and a bunch of other guys are going to be here and so uh so you guys are out there again you and Dan in Chicago we're out here in Chicago and uh catch Kerry Wood is throwing today for the Cubs and so catch a Cubs game go to Mike Ditka's roast and then go out and do a little drinking after life sucks day. doesn't it yeah, yeah life's brutal then you know last week I missed you guys because I was at the NBA finals in Philly I don't know how that got screwed up but I apologize for not calling that's all right that's all right since we don't pay you we really can't ream you know that so hey uh, Mick Foley's here with us I know I've been watching Mick he's he's pushing that new book I mean I, I didn't know you could write two books on wrestling uh yeah two books on me no less but I actually I don't even repeat you know what uh if you don't mind me saying I've been gently plugging the book I, I'm, I'm kind of sick of it myself to tell you the truth but I've had to read it a bunch of times and talk about it but uh, people really like it and it's it's not just about wrestling see that it's about life yeah have you done a book Rob uh, if I did a book, I'd, I'd never be able to work in baseball again. <laughs> well, if you say that loud enough, Judith Regan may hear you and give you a nice big offer. That's the kind of book she likes. Hey, dude, you got some coverage in Sports Illustrated this week. Oh, I know. You know, and and that guy, he he wrote some nasty stuff too. And and uh, you know, I, I love when writers, you know, compare you to other people and stuff like that. Compare me to Rocker and Benitez and some other guys. But uh, the only thing we really have in common is we all wear forty nine. What do, you, what do you mean? What do you mean we all wear 49? The number 49. Is that right? Yeah. Seriously? Seriously. Is that a coincidence? No, I mean, a lot of, a lot of closers wear the number 49 and stuff like that. And it just, uh, I, I, I like it if they throw hard. Other than that, I don't think we have anything in common. Well, they were talking about, well, the one quote said that uh, you guys are uh, guys whose engines are always redlining. And that's becoming increasingly rare, and they referred that to you as one of those people. Yeah, but see, you know what, what the guy doesn't point out is you usually come in and you face a guy like Barry Bonds or Mark McGuire with the game on the line, bases loaded, ninth inning, 55,000 people booing you. Yeah, okay, I'm just going to come in and like pick the daisies on the way in. I get it. You know, what the hell is the guy thinking about? I mean, you got to be revved up, and, and you, your game's on the line, and that's what you do for a living. It's just like wrestling. I mean, those guys go out there. Number one, you're an entertainer, and I always knew I was an entertainer. So when I came in the game, I mean, I wanted people to understand, listen, I'm the man, and I'm sitting you guys down, and I love pitching in other parks because that, that's what it was all about. Well, I, thought, I mean, I like the badass attitude, yeah, I like man. it, too. It shouldn't be. I mean, I mean, you know, he wrote about it in the... I mean, he, he, he wrote sort of, about it like it was negative. Yeah, like it was you know a negative. What? He paid me enough money so I could go and destroy the clubhouse. I mean, that that was half the battle. I well, loved it. I don't know, but I read the whole article, Beth, and and, and mm -hmm. I didn't. You know what I mean? In in fairness to you, I didn't come away feeling it was negative. I felt like it was really intense, tough job 
that required, I mean, the, the pressure was, is insane, you know? And it took a certain kind of uh, mixed wrestling with his daughter in here. Uh, and it took a certain kind of individual to just have the, the nads to go out there and do this job. Yeah, not a lot of guys want the ball in the ninth inning or the seventh or the eighth, and, and that's when the game really counts the most, and that's when I think your team depends on you the most. you got to come out, you got to throw strikes, number one. And then number two, the pressure's on you. You're either the hero or the goat, and not a lot of guys want to have that label as being the goat. And you have to, you know, Michael Jordan talked about taking that last shot. And somebody asked him, you know, what's it like? To, he said, listen, I've, I've missed, like, I, I think it was like 40 shots that he lost games. And you have to have the guts to be able to throw up that last shot or throw that 3-2 slider with the bases loaded in the ninth inning. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. I mean, it, it makes you, it, it kind of measures who you are as an athlete. And that's why I loved doing what I did. The, um, they said, this says here, a worst emotional meltdown in baseball history, you tearing off your jersey. I always thought that was just a regular thing with you. <laughs> that was a regular thing with me. And see, you know, he doesn't even point out that, you know, the guy that I came in for, he had a, a 2 nothing shutout as a one-hitter, and you change momentum when you bring the closer in. I ended up giving a three-run homer up to Bobby Bonilla in, in Chase Stadium. And another thing that, you know, he fails to mention because he doesn't even know what he's talking about, I have like 50 of my family members in the stands, and I always hated pitching in front of my family because it's the worst pressure in the world. It's worse than anything I've ever felt because... You're, you're almost like you don't want to screw up because your family's there. And, oh, and I loved it more when they were never in the stands. But when your family's there, it seems like there's more pressure on you. And I was kind of embarrassed. Okay, now we got three different worlds dealing with your family being there. I did shows with my family there. I would just have to tune them out because I was a bit of a lunatic on stage. I'd be cursing a blue streak and mother effing everything in sight. And my mom and dad are sitting in the crowd. They're, they're so proud until they see the show. I mean, Mick, you, Mick had a situation where you had one of these huge matches with The Rock that got completely out of control and his kids were there. Yeah, my kids were there. Was documented for a, for a documentary. That was in that movie. I don't know if you saw that Beyond the Mat film. Did you ever check that out? Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? You know what was cool? Uh, you know, well, not cool, but Triple H, who just had that uh, quadriceps surgery, Dr. Andrews did my shoulder. So I was actually watching out. I'm like, oh, Dr. Andrews is one of the most world-famous doctors for repairing athletes and stuff, and now he'll always be well-known for doing Triple H's surgery. Uh, he's done, all the he's done all, a lot of the wrestlers. You oh, know? he's the yeah, best. My yeah. brother-in-law is in orthopedic surgery. He just did my elbow last year, and those guys, they put us back together so we can go out there and play again, and, and I just think uh, they don't get enough credit because they, they do a, a, a tough job having to say, whether or not you're ever going to play again, and I, I think that was fascinating. Just to watch that surgery was awesome. Yeah, that was a pretty complicated one. He did my knee, but that was just like the meniscus. It wasn't a big deal, but uh, they, had, they had a van pick us up at the airport. There was a, a pro football player from the Redskins and a baseball player just in his anterior cruciate ligaments. Like, that's where everybody goes when they really want the job done right. Wasn't that funny when you were in Birmingham? You're sitting in a in one room, and there's about 15 other guys all the way down the hall. <laughs> really? It's that? It's, it's, yeah. It's like an assembly line? Hopping in the other. No kidding. He does that many people in one day? Not one day, but he's setting them up for oh. a couple of days. Oh, okay. Hey, uh, you know, I would be remiss if I didn't meant to talk about how well the Red Sox are doing lately. Beth is very quietly beaming. Yep. What, do, what do you think? Any, any chance? Red Sox are doing great. I'll tell you what, the Yankees are hurting right now. When you got Andy Pettit and El Duque on the DL, 
that's when you got to make your move. But you know what? Pedro only went five innings last night. They're kind of babying his shoulder. It's, it's the David Cones and the Castillos and the Nomos, and that's where Joe Kerrigan, the pitching coach, makes his money. On these guys that, uh, you know, I'm always hammering on, saying they're lame duck and all this other. He repairs these guys mentally better than anything. You know, we talk about Dr. Andrews physically repairing you. Mentally, Joe Kerrigan gets these guys who, who nobody wants them to pitch for other teams anymore puts them out in the field, and they go out there and they win 10 to 12 games a year for the Red Sox. That's what gets them to the playoffs every year, not just Pedro. You know what? There's this new, uh, this this book came out. Again, this was in Sports Illustrated. 1914, I think is it? 1918. 1918, the last time the, the Red Sox won a World Series. And I never didn't realize, see, I never really understood the curse of the Bambino. It's really huge. <laughs> Oh, it is. I mean, they won all of their World Series with him, pitching and batting. Yep. And then they trade him to put a, do a Broadway show or something like that. Yep, something, the guy needed money. Yeah, to put on Broadway <laughs> show, yeah. The guy needed money to do a Broadway show, so they, they traded the Bambino to the Yankees. The thing about the Bambino is he won 100 games as a pitcher. He not only hit the 714 home runs as a as a player, but uh, he was a hell of a pitcher, too. Yeah, I think we, we actually have music from that Broadway show. Now you know that, that's from Blazing Saddles. <laughs> yes. Now you know why they're jinxed. Because <laughs> put the money into that show. Come on, <laughs> not money well spent. Hey, uh, <laughs> oh man, Cal Ripken, yeah, the Iron Cal Man, Ripken. no more. Well, I mean, we kind of knew this was coming. He, I had to eventually. Yeah, he's and you know it's like Tony Gwynn or something. You know, when you start reaching the age of forty, and you're a baseball player and you've played for twenty years, and and it's you know it's enough's enough. And I think Cal realized that he's got other things he wants to do. His family. When your kids start to be, become teenagers and you're going to college and stuff, and you're still playing baseball, I think it's time mm-hmm. to, to shut it down. And that's you know his his skills aren't the same. Um, and, and a lot of the guys that he started playing with are all coaching and managing. Some of them are dead. Yeah, <laughs> some of them are dead is right. And it's, it's, you know, it's time. And he's a very humble guy. I think it was surprising the way he did it. A lot of his press people and everything were kind of shocked because he doesn't want to do that farewell tour thing. He doesn't want to go into every stadium and get a motorcycle. Like Mick. <laughs> he doesn't want to do what I did, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah but they're already putting his, you know, tickets up on eBay, hundreds of dollars for his last home and away game. Oh, what was so funny, Beth, was that the last game he's going to play possibly is at Yankee Stadium. Mm-hmm. And the last game in uh, Baltimore will be against the Yankees. And guys that I work with that are huge Yankee fans, they're on the phone. As soon as they read that, it came over the wire before we even reported it. They were like, oh, my God. So they're calling the Yankees uh, ticket office, and they already got tickets. Wow. And they're ready to sell those. They're going to scalp them. Inside information. <laughs> and you know what? We've actually all retired from our professions in our own way. Mick, you just did. That's true. Rob, you did. Life after uh, life after baseball. I got life after rock and roll. It ain't so bad. No, it's not so bad. And, and you know what we all have is our families. Yes. If, if you have a great family, you can retire from anything. And uh, that's the most fun. I mean, my son, you know, we've talked a lot about this. D. My son, uh, he's in the semifinals, the Little League Championship. I've never been more proud in my life. Oh, no kidding, yeah. I coach his little league team, and uh, they won, and I'm so proud of those guys. I mean, it's better than any world championship I ever played. You know what? I think that's a really good point, because I've got 
I mean, I didn't do any official I'm retiring kind of thing, but I've certainly been public about the fact that I don't want to do rock and roll anymore. But I've got absolutely no second thoughts. It's like people think it's a big deal to me, and Mick, I bet you're the same way. Well, not really, because I've got a lousy family. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's why you. That's why you got one of them with you right here. No, no I don't miss it at all either. No, I mean, it's no, just... not at all. People don't realize what a mental grind it is. I mean, you know, oh. for Mick and and D, we've all been entertainers. Yes, and, and you, you know, you know that you have to go out there and always be on and always give a good show and stuff. Like people don't realize that you know, after a while. It, you're you're spending more time getting ready to be an entertainer than than actually having fun, and that's what sucks. You just like, you know what? I'm tired of this. I just want to do something else. But oh. at the same point, I think it's real healthy to have an outlet. Like you've got the radio show. Oh no, you gotta have something yeah. to go to. If we we're just sitting there in our rooms <laughs> twiddling our thumbs, uh, there's no doubt. Well, you know, I just said somebody the other day. I said it wasn't the hour and a half on stage that I liked. It was the other 22 yeah. and a half hours. I think my wife would tell you my outlet's mowing the lawn and taking the garbage out. <laughs> yeah, I, my, my wife's got okay, me on that one, too. Start doing some chores. My wife's on that one, too. Let's see. Let's last but not least, Michael Irvin. Well, actually, there's a couple of things with Michael. Cowboy up. <laughs> you know what was great? I, I had dinner with Mike Ditka last night. It was incredible. I mean, you, you want to talk about old school Dick Butkus, Vince Lombardi-type chatter and stuff like that and, and talking about the Cowboys. And, you know, Michael Irvin now up on these drug charges. Did you hear about Golden Richards? I mean, they, they, this guy, his name happened to be Golden Richards, but it's not the wide receiver. It was some other guy. He got busted on some drug charges, and then it was all over the press that it was Golden Richards. Michael Irvin, poor guy, just, uh, he's like Daryl Strawberry. Yeah. Got smoking the crack or doing the coke or whatever. It's, it's a shame. He's such a great guy, but, you know, those substances, they just get, you know how it is, guys. I mean, both of you guys. I've been around athletes and rock stars and stuff like that. Some of these guys just mentally aren't tough enough to, to put down the drugs, and yeah. it's, a, it's a shame. It definitely is. Hey, uh, is, uh, is, is Dan giving you crap? About what? You know, the, the, about the, the article in, uh, in Sports Illustrated this week? No, you know what? He's one of my biggest supporters, and we even talked about this. You know, the guy also mentioned that I never saved more than, like, I, I saved 31 games in one season. You know what? You've got to have the opportunities. Right. You know, if you have 60 chances to save games... Oh, that was obvious. I didn't even know, mention that. That was like, just crap. an idiot. I mean, you know, the guy brought up stuff just to, to try to be negative or funny or whatever the hell he was trying to do. But, you know, for me, hey, any press is good press. They want to keep putting me in there, whether it's the Ichiro thing and running naked around Times Square or that. Yeah, yeah, hey, you're getting good coverage in Sports hey, Illustrated. I'm getting great coverage. Keep sticking my name in there and, you know... Hey, you know at least you got slammed in Sports Illustrated. Dee, do you know where I got slammed? Nowhere. Three Village Herald. <laughs> my hometown, Long Island paper. My hometown newspaper comes to my book sign. This is after I've I've done you know radio and media. I've talked with Katie Couric, and they say, uh, "Well, yeah, your local paper wants to talk to you." I figure, hey, it's like a celebration, you know, the heck of a turnout at the the Borders bookstore there. And the lady starts asking me all these questions. It's an Indian lady. I can't. Right. I don't even know her name. She starts asking me all these questions, and I finally I, I say to her, "Listen." Mankind as a people, not as a wrestler, has a long and storied history of committing atrocities against each other. And I'm pretty sure most of them began before the onset of SmackDown. <laughs> you know, and, and I said something about, I said, look, what we do, I said, you can't, you can't stop people from being violent. I said, so by pr providing the public with an obvious, you know, comical... Um, a comical idea of violence. I think we're actually providing a benefit. So she writes, 
Oh, of some of the comical things Mr. Foley has done include hitting people with chairs, running them into stairs. She runs down the oh, long list of things. Yellow journalism. And then the, like, the big grabber she's got is goes, one boy was asked what his favorite Mick Foley move was. Like, this is her real thesis. You know, she's really summing it up. And she goes, she goes the boy replied, when he put salad tongs on Al Snow's private parts. <laughs> thinking, Is this like an you epidemic? did that? I did to that. To save humanity. You know, I did you that to Vince <laughs> Neil from Motley Crue. <laughs> <laughs> you put the salad tongs on and the guy kind of jumps around like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Didn't they do that in stripes? <laughs> it could be. I don't know. And then yesterday, my wife wants to eat Indian food. Uh, and so we go in the Indian restaurant and she's there. Was she serving? No, she wasn't oh, serving. Okay. She was eating there. And I was like, that's the lady that wrote the article. So uh, uh, all the years I've been around, I never wrote a letter to the editor. I wrote a letter there. And I said and she was in his hometown. They trashed her. Rob Dibble will let you go. He's in Chicago. I guess Dan's there. The whole team's there. So you're broadcasting from Chicago? Yeah, we're going to be from the ESPN zone. One last thing. I'm staying in this hotel called the Tremont. It's like 120 years old. And, sure. And uh, they gave me the Al Capone room in the corner. Ooh. It is like the coolest room I've ever seen. That's awesome. It's it's so cool. The vibes last night were like these ghosts of Al Capone are in here and stuff like that. Because you know I like being like a gangster. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got to tell Mick, I really do miss watching you wrestle, man, because you were awesome. And, uh, you know, you're kind of like the common man's wrestler with the shirt out and stuff like that. Or the guy. Like me, yeah, being married to an Italian, <laughs> being at an Italian wedding. So, well, you better invite me to your wedding when... Uh, you get married. Oh, it's three months from today. Do you think you can make it? Absolutely. Well, we'll throw you on the list. Okay, there you are. Another celebrity. <laughs> I know. What do I do with those cameras? Another. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rob Dibble, everybody. Check him out this afternoon on the Dan Patrick Show on ESPN Radio. Thanks for having a great weekend. All right, talk to you later, guys. Okay, okay. see you. Bye. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. Uh, we'll, we've got that snide remark as somebody's won invitations to D-Day. We're going to do a little entertainment news. we got a bit of... I'm going to run out of time. we got an Edge interview that Nick did oh, yesterday. Oh, we should get to that. Yeah. You know, D, I, I'm going to listen to the Edge interview in the car, but I've got to slide out okay. of here. Okay, but, okay. Uh, thanks for having me on, Beth. We'll Congratulations news. on the big day. Thank you. Brush up for it. And Nick Foley, we'll everybody. <laughs> Tonight, Thank 6 p.m. at Walmart in Bristol, signing his new book, his best-selling book, mind you. Best-selling book, 6 p.m. Go down, say hi, buy a book. You could do worse. Yeah. yeah thank you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for having me. my grandmother used to say. You could do worse. All hey, right. thanks for having me here, D. Stick around for uh, more D. Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. D. Snyder Radio. Show me dark side's nipple. <laughs> what did I say? Nipple. Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. Did I say that? Yes, you said that. Radio 104. That was cool. Mick's cool. We got some stuff to do, stuff to take care of. D-Day 2's coming in all weekend long. They'll be giving away invitations to D-Day 2 next Friday, June 29th. A big celebration. All day long, Radio 104 will be broadcasting live, live from Six Flags, New England, and Agawam, Massachusetts. We will be uh, broadcasting from the Batman Spectacular by invitation only up until 9 a.m. At 9 a.m., at 9 a.m., people, anybody can come in. They're going to open the gates early. Of course, you have to pay to get in, but we've worked out something really cool with Six Flags. They've proclaimed it D-Day the entire day. You can download a coupon from Radio104.com for $10.04 admission. 
And that doesn't only get you into D-Day. That gets you into the park for the whole day. It's good until 12 noon. So even if you miss D-Day, you want to make a day of it with the family, $10.04. $25 per ticket savings. It's insane. If you've been thinking about going, you're planning on going, kids are out of school, friends are out of school, grab some people, one way or the other, get your ass down there, have fun. But everybody else, it's invitation only. And we've had a couple of ways to get invitations. One is by being call number 10 when we ask you to. And the other is by calling our Snide Remarks voicemail line, leaving a message telling us how D. Snyder Radio affected your life. The number is 860-723-6071. And here's an example. This person has now won themselves invitations. This is Brad Griswold. Clark's, Clark's brother. <laughs> sorry, yeah. but when he gets to the front, we're going to say, sorry, folks, park's closed. <laughs> <laughs> Moose out front should have told you. Yeah. I'm just kidding you, Brad. No, you'll get uh, it. Yeah, right, Brad. <laughs> we're going to F with you. No. Uh, here's what Brad had to say. Hey, Dee, after listening to Dee Snyder Radio, I thought to myself, how did it not change my life? First of all, you have given my entire family something we can all enjoy. Secondly, despite some of the great minds you work with, I've been inspired to pursue a career in broadcasting. Oof. Last but certainly not least, D. Snyder Radio has finally given me a good reason to get up in the morning. Way to go, D. Snyder Radio. We're all going to have so much fun. We'll need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn smiles. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And, Very nice. And Brad's joining the party. Did you hear that? Despite some of the people on the air. <laughs> He's going into the business. We haven't turned him off completely. <laughs> I'm like fighting against the tide here. Yeah. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. All right. So, and we'll continue doing that next week? Yes. Okay. There you go. All right. Now, some reaction before we, we do have an interview with The Edge that Nick did yesterday. A little quick interview with The Edge from the WWF, who was a friend of mine. I he didn't care <laughs> for you, Nick? Uh, we got along all right. Okay. Was he pissed that uh, that he wasn't talking to me, or did he understand? Uh, they understood. Okay, because the show, the show was over when they called in. Yeah, it was kind of all out of sorts out of, you know, when I interviewed him, but it went okay. Okay. Well, just some reaction to the shame of the city. Uh, let's see. This is from The Prophet. It says, D, the ambiguously gay duo strikes again. Where's the music dark side? It's a good opportunity. <laughs> Um, he says, unfortunately, there isn't enough Fabergé in existence to eliminate this undaunting menace from the earth. He's talking about B.O., of course. And Prophet's in a wheelchair. He must be at pit mm -hmm. level half the time. <laughs> and I have to tell you, I think that worse than B.O. is probably brute on B.O. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. worse. My, my, JJ, my band, you know, my, my band... He didn't wash his clothes. He would just throw aftershave on oh, the clothes. It's worse. It's oh. worse. These things stunk. I'd rather just straight up BO. It'd be like really expensive. That whatever was really popular back then, but it, real expensive. But it's still, it was expensive cologne thrown on top of BO. Mm -hmm. What a stink. Uh, Arseface says, D, I work with the Fabergé eggs guy from today's Shame of the City. 
And Beth got it right when she said, this guy's got a problem. But I felt bad for him. I know. He works with that, that guy. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Arsface continues and says, we all had a great laugh, and he really does have a rank odor. Thanks. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. It says, dear D and the gang, there's two things that I want to comment on. First, Wednesday's snide remark about the rooster was effing hysterical. I almost totaled my car. I was laughing so hard. Remember the guy who, who won invitations to D-Day? <laughs> Secondly, shame of the city was great. Two of my biggest pet peeves are sloppy eaters and people that stink of B.O. I wish that these slobs would clean themselves up and realize that they're affecting other people. You listening, Dark Side? <laughs> <laughs> and he signs off. I was a little afraid of this. He signs off. Ciao. That word that we shouldn't We shouldn't say. have let mud on the air. The N-word. Um, Michelle Z says, D, I just can't get enough of a Maceo and Felatio. <laughs> Sean is a priceless addition to the shame of the city. I hope that Dark Side tags along, then it could be a trio, a Maceo, Felatio, and Smellatio. Furatio. And the last letter is uh, regarding On the Road with Mudbone the other day. It was so damn funny. I couldn't stop laughing. Uh, the ending was the best. Keep up the excellent work. By the way, I'm with Nick for once about Jennifer Love Hewitt. She doesn't do it for me either. Too damn skinny. Hooters, Unlike Hooters, Hooters. Puerto Rican women who got a Coca-Cola bottle shape. Signed, Diego. Cool. <laughs> that Puerto Rico... Somewhere warm. Somewhere warm. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, you know what? Let's. Uh, we got that interview, Nick. So we were on the air. We were doing. What did we learn today? And Edge of Edge and Christian fame from the WWF called in. They were promoting. What was he promoting, man? King of the Ring this Sunday on pay per view. Okay, and uh, so and Nick took the opportunity to grab a phone and talk to him. It was a short interview. Let's see what was said. Edge. Yes. Oh, awesome! What's up, man? How you doing? Good. I'm uh, Nick D's producer, D Snyder's producer. Okay. Uh, the King of the Ring is this Sunday. Wait, Snyder more Reed. button. Sorry, dude. It's sorry. It's terse already. <laughs> it's already terse. What do you mean? I don't know. It just. Where you came in there. Edge? Yeah. Oh, awesome. <laughs> You're like some fan who like picked up the phone by accident or something like that. Awesome. They said they're going, oh, no. Did I just... Oh, <laughs> yeah, you got me. Yeah, I don't start off interviews very traditionally. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> Where do I hit? Adjust it or hit the other button? Yeah. Okay. Rhino? In the semifinals, yeah. In the semifinals. Now, I don't know much about Rhino. What kind of opponent is he? He's very tough. He's uh, six feet tall, 285 pounds, so that'll tell you how he's built. He's built like a like a block. Now, now how big are you, Edge? I'm 240, 6'4". See, I'm 5'7", 125. <laughs> yeah. But um, I've known to kick some ass in my day. I don't know if you've heard. Have you heard about me before? Never heard about you. You've never heard about me. <laughs> he's laughing. <laughs> you said your stats and he's just started laughing. I'm 5'7", 125. Buck and a quarter. <laughs> Soaking wet. Buck quarter, buck 30. Got a problem with that? <laughs> That's right. 
Yeah. He couldn't contain himself. Of course, Wrestler wearing sandals. Since <laughs> <laughs> like the Roman times. Because <laughs> where this is going. Yeah, I, I mean, I've gotten a few calls from like Shane McMahon before, and he's wanted me to. Well, no. See, the problem is, is he's come after me a bit because did you hear about Stephanie McMahon and I? No, no, never. Well, like a year. <laughs> he's like completely out of the loop. Doesn't know who you are. Hasn't heard about the relationship. You turn the whole interview around to yourself. <laughs> Only D's supposed to do that. Enough about so me. Well. Let's talk about me. Here we go. I talked to Stephanie McMahon. I interviewed her, and uh, she was totally into me. And then, well, you sound like a sexy guy. What can you say? I am a sexy guy. And uh, Triple H <laughs> got really pissed off at me. And then he called so like a week later after we ran the interview with Stephanie and McMahon, and he started making threats at me and everything. Lies. So you're lying at this point. <laughs> you're making stuff up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good, good, clean radio right here. This is oh, good. Man. So uh, I, I've been in trouble with the McMahon family and the WWF, so they're kind of keeping me down right now. The, the man's keeping you down? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I, I might get involved. I might be a king <laughs> of the ring this Sunday and check it out. Now, um, can we count the eyes in this thing? <laughs> I can't help it, dude. This is I've ever been. The good thing you is don't even know who the edge is, do he's you? He's creating no. a whole storyline <laughs> for himself in the WWE. Yeah, yeah. I don't. know. I was just making stuff up. He's there doing the, the mayor Mike. This is working out well for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I need to ask you a few questions about D. Snyder and Twisted Sister. Are you into music? Yes, I am. I've actually talked to D. before on the show. You have now. I, I mean, I, I you are the producer. You might remember yeah. that he was on the show before. <laughs> yeah. Have you forgotten at that point? Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good when you forget that the guest has been there. All right. Think of someone like D. Do you think he should wrestle? Uh, there's a possibility, but he'd be better off going back with the, the huge hair and the makeup. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like yeah. shoulder pads, full on makeup. And I think he'd be pretty good in the ring. Yeah, I mean, uh, D always comes to the shows, too, in Hartford. Yeah, I know. Uh, he, he knows what he's talking about when it comes to wrestling. Yeah, I know. He he Props. loves going to the shows. I want somebody to bring him up into the ring, so <laughs> that's kind of like, <laughs> D will be the big guy, and then I could manage him, and then I could come after Stephanie McMahon. Oh, I got you. Come on, take like a megaphone or something. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Now, I, what I like about the WWF... You're like a Mexican. I, 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 I. Everything's I. What's this eyes just ringing out? I this and I that. Oh, man. Now is like the hose, you know, like Tris Stratus and stuff. <laughs> we also talked to her once, and uh, she was totally into me, too. See, that's why I need to get in with the WWF, because all these women are totally into me. Well, yeah, maybe you get lucky, right? But yeah, but then you guys are so much bigger. You know what I mean? And you get the grease all over you and everything, so you, <laughs> your muscles even look bigger. So I, I don't know how I'd compete. You know, I'm really big. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Edge, maybe I'm gonna team up with you now. I know you could uh, catch King of the Ring this Sunday on uh, Cox and AT and T Digital Cable. Um, so this is gonna be a big match. Good luck to you versus Rhino. Thank you. Um, I hope you get in the finals. You better, for D's sake. Well, if I get in the finals, I'm going to win the whole damn thing. How's that sound? Good for you. Thanks a lot, Edge, and uh, good luck on Sunday. And remember, you know, if next time you're in Hartford, just grab them, bring them right in the ring. Okay.
<laughs> All right. All right, take care, Edge. Thank you. That was very entertaining, Nick. Uh, yes, quick, to the point. Edge just doesn't... It was nice that you did bring in what he was calling about at the end, though. Yeah. That, was, that was very pro. Very professional. You did a good job, Nick. Thank you. It was a quick one. That was fun. Okay. <laughs> Taking a break. Come back. It's the end of the week, people. It's time to play What Do We Learn Today. Do we give away... We're giving them away now. D, we're, uh, and they're going to be giving away D-Day invitations all weekend on Radio 104. When does that but, start? Uh, that starts this afternoon after 5 o'clock. Okay. But um, we're down. We're only giving away a pair of invitations through Thursday for our show. Okay. Um, we're going to give them away on Radio 104 all weekend. Some of the air shifts we'll have some next week. But that's it. It's getting down to I, the wire. I know, I know. We could have done thousands more people. I mean, last year we did 500 people. This year we did 1,000. I'm telling you, eventually it's going to be the Civic Center filled with peeps celebrating D. Steiner Radio's anniversary. We're taking the world by storm soon. That's <laughs> <laughs> a problem. Pro well, you know, seriously. No, our people. No, no, I'm not saying to the audience. Seriously, I mean, it, we've been here two years. The Stern Show didn't start syndicating. I think they were on. Well, first of all, he was the first syndication, so credit to, to him. 15 years or something like that? I mean, and other shows take years and years and years. So, I mean, the process, the wheels are in motion. I can tell you that much. Wheels are in motion. And uh, this show is ready. And we will be celebrating two years. Nick stopped saying, You're he uh, here he is <laughs> last week. Very excited. Actually, now I say, when Nick shows up, I say, he here he is. <laughs> here he is. Okay. All right. Taking a break. Call now, 860-666-4444. Make it good, people, because it's D-Day invitations on the line. We're not fooling around. It's D-Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. Did I tell him the phone number? Good. You may not love me now, but I can try, try, try. Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. Listen to it only when you can safely ignore the outside world completely. Okay, thank you. Radio 104. Okay. I've got a lot to do today. I'm going home though, I'm psyched. But it looks kind of crappy out. Mm -hmm. Planning, I want to go riding. It looks like the week. Uh, I hope the weekend's not a washout. Showering. Yeah, well, if I just get a dry patch, just a small ride. Careful out there. Of course. Gotta be. Gotta be. Gotta be careful. How could I not? It's all I hear endlessly. <laughs> My God. These are seasoned vets. Be careful. Be careful. Got training wheels on my motorcycle. Uh, it's all a right. tough look. Yeah, it's, I'm, a ba I'm badass. Okay. Put down the, the kickstand. Do we have a sponsor at our side? No sponsor? <laughs> then let's do some freaking singing. What we learn, what we learn, what we learn today. What we learn, what we learn, what we learn today. This says Jeremy. 
Hey. Is your name Jeremy? Jeremy. Oh, Jeremy. How are you, buddy? Jeremy from Ellington. I'm sorry, dude. It literally says Jeremy on uh, here. Uh, quite all right. Yeah, no That's offense. That's what they call me anyway. Uh, yeah, okay. Hey, what'd you learn today, Jeremy? Yeah, talking about Marie Osmond's big teeth before. I uh, learned that her kids should have uh, wore a protective jacket to corn on the cob in case she went nuts. <laughs> oh, God. Something to eat her before she got to them. <laughs> Hold mm-hmm. on. I was referencing that, that tragic... Mm-hmm. No, no joke here. A woman snapped and killed her five kids. Yeah. But apparently, she drowned them. Mm-hmm. And she had to chase her set. Her oldest was seven. Chase them to get them. She's clearly nuts. Man, at that what point do you realize that you're well, the kids running and you're running after them? You stop well, yourself. Not rational. You're clearly not rational. She was medicated too. Ah, uh, Beth Lockwood. What did you learn today? Beth? I learned that I'm not alone in flushing the toilet with my foot. And that other people might want to follow suit. Sean, at least get some toilet paper on your hand before you flush that toilet. This may not be your concern. I lift the seat with my foot. Well, you should. Yes, I do. I hook it. Or you paper that thing up like a mummy's hand. That's what I do. (laughs) The whole arm. I do. I lift it with the and I push it back, and then I go, and then I flush it with the foot. Today, I open a whole new chapter. Okay. Foot flushing? You yep. want to do some stretching exercises. I'm doubtful you can get your leg up that high. <laughs> yeah. Sean pulled his groin flushing the toilet. <laughs> pull and pull! Pull and pull! Show us down! Laying on the floor in the pee. Oh. Sorry. Just kicked Beth just now. Uh, let's talk to Rich from Danbury. Rich, good morning. How you doing, Dave? I'm good, man. What'd you learn today, Rich? Well, I learned that your show's going to be great nationwide. I just don't suggest Chicago because of the fact that your Euro sticker wouldn't look good following the shh sound for Chicago. <laughs> shh, D. Oh, yeah, they have the C-H over there, mm. the shh, D. The C-H, uh, you're right. Yeah, you got, you got to be careful. Oh, but I like Chicago, Rich. Damn. I know. I love Chicago. Yeah, is that, they have the C-H? Do they have C- the C-H? C-H-I. Oh, well, they Chi-town. do. Chi-town. The- Chinatown, there you go. Uh, well, Dark Side Dave. He always dances a little extra when it's the weekend show. Just a little more dancing. Yeah, he actually looks like he's moving. <laughs> <laughs> what did you learn, Dark Side? I learned from uh, Mick Foley being here that what country was that where they don't use toilet paper? They use their left hand. Was it Malaysia? Malaysia. And then wash it afterwards. That is the freaking most disgusting thing. Instead of using their hand back then, I can understand no toilet paper being around, but paper. Leaves. Leaves. My dad swears, he says that during the Korean War, they got one square to wipe with. So what they do is put their finger through the square, then wipe their butt with the finger, and then take the paper and wipe the finger off. Uh, Is that what it was like for you, Sean? He's the company clerk. He has the key to the supply room. (laughs) (laughs) He used copy paper. (laughs) Oh, let's see. We got uh, Greg from North Haven. Greg, good morning. Good morning, D. How are you? I'm good, man. So what did you learn today, Greg? I learned today that uh, we got a new storyline for WWF. What is that? That would be Nick in China. It could also be a new Triple X flick, too, for you guys. Uh, yeah, how's that work? Nick in China. Oh, yeah. That's a huge bitch. Yeah, she would crush him. Oh, absolutely. She'd clench down and tear it right off, dude. thighs. Oh, forget about it. She'd hurt him. You know, thigh muscles are the most powerful muscle in a woman's body, Beth. I know. It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Is it really? 
Yeah. Well, tell me then, Nick. What did you learn today? <laughs> well, I learned, uh, you know, that you yourself, T, McFoley, Rob Dibble, you've all, you've all had life after uh, your careers. You know, you got families now and everything. Yeah. So that I was an interesting conversation. Yeah, it was. Us. I, I hope it was interesting it. for you, but. So uh, I figure now is a great time for me to be single. I got two nights, two shows at the Brickyard coming up tonight and tomorrow night. But, uh, you know, in the next year or so, I might just uh, retire and, um, you know, start a family, you know? Who knows? Ms. Wright might be there rubbing her nipples tonight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to start working on that family tonight at the Brickyard. (laughs) (laughs) Laying sand. Got to start somewhere. Why not the Brickyard? Let's call it to Matt from Hartford. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, D. How are you? I'm good, man. What did you learn today, Matt? Well, I learned something else we can pick up at Nick's Tag Sale on Tuesday. What is that? A bow-legged chicken. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's give me. That's not right, Dark Side. Please, got it somewhere. Needs that. Nothing, oh, huh? That's not right. Took him a second to uh, to find it with all the sound effects. Hold on a you second. You could bid Matt. on that fine piece of merchandise. Thirty nine ninety nine. Start on Yeah. No, actually, go to the website. Go to the website this weekend. Check out some of the items that Nick has for sale at his tag sale Tuesday. He'll be giving out the address. Going to have a keg. And him and Sean will be there. He's selling. Everything must go. That's right. Everything must go. I will not be undersold, D. Right. No uh, No price. You know, just take a shot. Yeah. You know, he's got, everything must go. Trust me, this guy has no clue about finance. He <laughs> <laughs> doesn't know what anything costs because he didn't pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what did I learn today? I learned um, uh, I, Rob Dibble was a little. I could tell he was he was kind of burning about that article. In Sports he Illustrated. Be. I didn't read it. I mean, it was definitely there were negative things. There weren't mm-hmm. positive things. But in the content of the article, it came across he's the nasty boy. Well, I think what do you expect from his the nasty problem boy? with it was he didn't think this guy did his research. He just wanted to sensationalize, and that's what he did. Matt, well, he's sensationalized, but he's got a life, he's got a career, he's got a World Series ring. Yep. What is that guy writing for Sports Illustrated got? (laughs) He's got diddly squat. That's what that guy's got, squat. All right, Sean, we got to pick somebody. All right. Let me tell you a story about a little fat boy that nobody loved. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's good stuff, Dark Side. (laughs) Jeremy from Ellington. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's so it's so close to home. Oh Sean. man, it does. I'm so choked up. <laughs> Choking up over here. Jeremy from Ellington learned that Marie Osmond should have protective jackets for her kids when eating corn on the cob because her teeth are so huge. No, they should wear jackets of corn on the cob. Right. It was abstract. She should have protective jackets <laughs> for her kids. Gotcha. Rich from Danbury <laughs> learned to. Sh- <laughs> Rich from Danbury learned the show is going to sound great. Story about a little fat boy that nobody loves. That's the dark side. And all the other kids the used to make fun of him and they would pick on him. <laughs> Where'd you get that? A skull toy, I know. Hey, my song's in there. That's uh, what I was hanging out with, Bob. All right. Rich from Danbury learned the show is going to sound great in syndication, except for Chicago, we have to be careful with the D Euro stickers because of the CHI sound with. 
the uh, Chicago yes. Euro. Uh, Greg from North Haven learned that the new WWF storyline should be Nick in China and a possible new Triple X feature featuring Nick in China. And finally, Matt from Hartford learned that something else we can pick up at Nick's tag sale, a bow-legged chicken. You did good, Jebby. You did good. <laughs> yeah, right, Dark Side. <laughs> that was good. I, the image of Marie Osmond chew, eating corn on the cob off her kids is pretty funny. <laughs> You're a weird woman. <laughs> it is funny, theoretically. But, um, I'm going to go with Matt. Was it that yeah. chicken? Yeah, chicken. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's, uh, with, you can't go wrong with a Nick. Something slandering Nick. <laughs> All right, Matt, you the man. You're coming to D-Day 2. That's excellent. Thank you. All right, enjoy the party. We'll see you there, of course. And hold on, we'll get your information. Jeremy, Greg, Rich, thank you for playing. But uh, sorry, we got to go. You could be coming to D-Day 2 as well next Friday, you know. All you got to do is listen to Radio 104 all weekend long and wait for the cue to call, which will probably be me saying, call now. And uh, if you call number 10, of course, at 860-666-4444, you'll win a pair of invitations to the big party next week. Radio 104 is celebrating my second anniversary, D-Snyder Radio. God, life is good. Thank you to The Edge. Thank you. To Rob Dibble, thank you to Mick Foley. All of you, especially Mick coming to the studio, his daughter Nicole, who is climbing Noel. like a mountain. Noel. Noel. Nicolette. Right now she's Can I just go with going, Nicolette? It's Noel. Noel, I'm sorry, Noel. I'm sorry. Have fun today, guys, okay? And, and oh, go down. Hang out with Mick because he's going to be at Walmart in Bristol, Connecticut from 6 to 8 p.m. tonight, today, this evening, promoting and signing his new book, Foley is Good. Dare I say, his best-selling book. Be sure tomorrow to tune in, 6 a.m., for d Snyder Radio Encore with our very own Dark Side Dave hosting the best stuff from this past week. Uh, 11 p.m. tomorrow night, House of Hair. Check that out. Monday, hopefully, we'll have an interview with Dave Navarro. He's promoting his new solo CD entitled Trust No One. I have a brand new D Snyder Radio Family Feud. And do go to the website to not only check out the items for sale at Nick's Tag Sale, but also to answer this week's survey question on our Peeps poll. Also next week, look forward to brand new On the Road with Mudbone, Sagenzi Voss. I don't know if we're going to have a shame of the city. We talked about it. It's a shame of the city, yeah. but well, I we'll mean... we'll probably have some audio from Nick's Tag Sale. Well, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. That, that Nick and Sean at the Tag Sale will fill in for the shame of the city because we got yeah. a lot of work. Yeah. A lot of work. Fall Line, performing tonight. Tonight? Yeah. Bobby's Lounge in Agua, Mass. 9.30 p.m., three sets. Also, tomorrow night at Chapino's Bar. That's it, Chapino's Bar. that boy that nobody loves. Chapino's Bar in Ellington, Connecticut. Fault Line doing the best of the 80s and what have you. Well, one week to D-Day. Mm. Very excited. The weekend's here. Everybody, have a great weekend. Will Cow's up next. See you Monday morning.